Welcome, daddies, to episode 309 of Dun and Drew. I just want to warn everyone before this week's episode starts. The Jacksonville Jaguars have started the 2023 season with a better record than they have ever started a season since either of these hosts, Dunn or Drew, have been football fans. Wow. So, <laughs> with that being said, here we go. George, why has uh, Jacksonville been susceptible for the pass? I mean, they, I think they're one of the worst pass defense, especially the last three games. I think they're last. And they D-line, that's what they depend on a lot. And they kind of, you know, hope, you know what I mean? Hope the guys hold up long enough. Hope. So it's kind of a hope defense for sure. Steps up, and Pickett is sacked. A combination, Trayvon Walker leading the way. Trubisky lets it fly. Intercepted. Stepping in front is Wingard. Trubisky slips, and he's down at the 40. Josh Allen's going to get credit for it. Trubisky is going to lay it up there, and it's intercepted. Lawrence sets and throws a deep shot. It's caught by ETN. ETN is going to take it all the way. Jacksonville. I, I, would, I would have my hope defense. We was hoping they would have came in here and put up a better fight. They went into Pittsburgh yep. in Pittsburgh weather in front of Pittsburgh people and played Pittsburgh football against the Pittsburgh team yep. and beat them. And then they took their towels, ran all over their field, Man. and flew back to sunny Florida. Scott escapes. Rolling, looking, throwing. Caught for the touchdown. Guess who? Hurts looking left the whole way. Lazlo towards A.J. Brown and tries to make a one-handed catch in the front of the end zone, and he does. Tua slinging it to the end zone. It's caught. Tyreek Hill. Levis towards the end zone. Got a man. Touchdown. Wow. Westbrook Akine, and it's the fourth TD pass of the day in the debut of Will Levis. Here they are, first and ten from the 17. Wide open, touchdown, Jamar Chase. Happy Halloween, everybody! Oh Halloween. yeah, I forgot. It's Halloween dead. It, yeah, for me. <sighs> until it, we have kids, or until you have kids. I mean, you still like the aura of Halloween. Yeah. I, sorry, is trick or treating dead? Oh yeah. Fuck. I'm 30. Nah, I know we're not trick-or-treating. Although, that'd be funny. Are you just saying in general? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay, so if we went to like a suburban neighborhood. Oh, yeah. They're doing it. Even on a school night. All right, good. Good to know. Good to hear. NFL trade line. Trade Trade line. line. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I'm sober drunk today. NFL, they should call it the trade line. Trade deadline uh, went and uh, came and passed. Came and went. It was a snoozer. Um, Our... Our trip, we're going to cover our trip that we took to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. First time there for either of us, I believe. Uh, we're going to rank the 6-2 and two NFL teams, I think. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get some voicemails. We got some voicemails from you guys and talk about the James Harden trade. Wow. Yeah, I figured, we, <laughs> I figured we'd touch on it because it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it's almost like Groundhog Day. This happens all the time. James Harden always <laughs> James, going. James from Harden, he's ready to leave every fucking year. One team to another, and then we got our first college football playoff ranking. So we're going to probably rant about that. I haven't seen it yet, so it'll be a review from me, mm. um, <clears throat> and an instant reaction. Yes. 
Right. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Enter the code Dun and Drew and get 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. But let's start with first things first. No, I'm the realist. So the topic is always the Jacks. Mm. However, it's different when we go to the game at an away game. And this one was especially different because of all the, you know, the media and player talks and all that. So much drama this week before the bye. But the salt that has perpetuated after the Jags' last win on Sunday could give any man or woman high blood pressure. Mm. There's so much salt out there right now. Like I said. Not, not in my food. Not in the dinner you cooked tonight? Uh, I No, no seasoning. But it didn't really need a sausage. It comes with seasoning. I guess. I actually made pasta and meat too tonight. Whoa. I no groceries right now, but I had ground chicken and I'm digressing, but I had ground chicken and penne pasta. So I did that. Anyway, this is why I said what I said in my pen tweet. You all have heard it. Go find it guys. Eric V Dunn on Twitter. Rev Eric Dunn. People know me by it. Andy put it in the intro after week three. Now look at us. I said, y'all going to hate us. Look at us. Y'all going to hate us when we good. Why y'all hate us? Y'all have hated us before we were good. So you know we were going to show our ass 10, 20, 40 times harder with dubs. We are historically one of, if not the worst team in the NFL. We don't have winning records against many teams in the NFL. Maybe five. That's generous, yeah. Yeah. We are, I think, the most vocal fan base online, Twitter specifically. So all of the jabs... All the hooks, uppercuts, all the spit you throw at us, the slurs, the mockery we've endured over the years. We're going to flip it and reciprocate it with the power of a Dragonite's hyper beam. Mm. I love Pokemon references. I'm a nerd. To begin, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, your star receiver that your team can't get the ball to goes on an uneducated response about our defense. You heard it in the intro. Mm. Maybe he didn't really mean it. He was just trying to say something because he was asked a question. That's what I truly believe. But still, it sparked all this. And then Steelers fans like Bubba Brooks want to say things like, and I quote, Uh-oh. I just hate when fans who are new to success act when they get it. First of all, the grammar here was awful. Bubba. Hold my dick. How are we acting, Bubba? Like we won a game? Do teams who normally have success not celebrate after a win? Should nobody parade around each season until the clock hits zero in the Super Bowl to find out if their team won? Should the Broncos not care that they finally beat Mahomes? Why play the regular season with that garbage take? What should we sit here and do because we're 6-2? and two? Should we be like, oh, we're just 6-2? and two. This is fun. Of course we're showing our ass. It's the NFL season. We wait all year for it. And we've got five winning seasons in the last 23 years. Subtract 23 from our age. We're seven years old. We've had five winning seasons since we were seven years old. And you hate how we're acting because we're six and two for the first time since 1999. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. You spoiled, entitled little Steelers fan. Who all of your fans at the game were like, you guys haven't won shit. Well, y'all haven't won shit since when? Since I was 12, probably. Whenever your last Super Bowl was. 
Congrats, Sixberg. Cringe. And now to the Jags fans. You poor little souls. I love you. You've watched a team, like I just said, have five winning seasons in the last 23 years. The early success was before our time, so I don't truly know this feeling at all. Six and two. We finished that game, and I was just smiling walking through Pittsburgh with my teal Jags hoodie on. I was like, I'm six and two. Walking with my dick out in Pittsburgh around all the Steelers fans who only know success. Dickberg. Who only know playoffs because Mike Tomlin hasn't ever had a losing season. It felt great walking around your little steel cloudy city with my teal Jags hoodie on. It felt great. Six and two, baby. First time since 1999. Of course I want to act like I'm acting. Duh. Who won it? How are Lions fans acting? They're six and two. We've never talked about the Lions winning the NFC North ever, I don't think. How do you think they're acting? Should they be quiet? Hell no. But anyway, we've never been respected year after year. Did we deserve it? Hell no. But to the Jags fans, I'd say quit worrying about the QB power rankings that come out. Quit worrying about the team power rankings that come out. Quit giving your energy to these lists that you see on social media that you yourself can hop on Photoshop or Canva and make yourself and ask me for a retweet and get some people to engage with it. It does not matter. Only thing that matters is your fandom, our Duval uh, community continuing to share, create, and boost this team in a positive light because it's finally time for us to do it. We ain't coming. Mm. We here. Mm. Happy bye week, winners. Come on. Not, not, that is not addressed to the Niners. Not at all. It's your bye week, just not winners. Um, it's crazy that very rarely in our Jaguars fandom have we correctly prepared for something. Like we tried to get up and get ready for the urban season. We were really ready for that. Um, after 2017, we're ready for a 2018 that was going to be crazy. Got season tickets and all that. Fuck. Uh, <clears throat> but this year we were like, all right, we're going to go super hard on YouTube, get season tickets. We're going to go to a couple of away games cause this could be the season, but you're just ready for it to blow up in your face. And it almost did yeah. one and two after the Texans. But since that Texans game, we're obviously five straight, five straight wins. We're six and two tied for the best record in the league mm. have trailed for seven minutes since week three. Wow. Seven whole minutes. Who took the lead in that seven minutes? That was the Colts getting a field goal. Yawn. Um, and we are being ranked amongst the, I know you don't like rankings right now, <laughs> um, but we're being ranked amidst, amongst the likes of the Eagles in the top two, um, ahead of the Dolphins, ahead of the Chiefs, which I will not do until we <laughs> beat them. Fair. But I will, I will revel in it, and I will also get a chuckle out of the national people that do not believe in the Jags and still laugh when they are ranked high because they just can't get over seeing that logo and hearing that name, no matter what yeah. our roster looks like, yep. <clears throat> no matter how little Jaguars football they have watched and admit to not watching. Only positive thing I've seen. I don't really consume all that. I 
read whatever's on my feed and don't go in any further. But I saw Stephen A. put a second. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it got some chuckles again, like last week. Don't think I've ever seen Stephen A. mention the Jags that so, high ever on the show. Not that he <coughs> had any reason to, but just right. it's still it's weird. And I'm I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to it. Like I said, I don't know what this is like. So that's why I said you aren't going to like us when we're good because we don't know how to act. and We're already obnoxious assholes. You give us wins. We're we black out and we're blacking out right now. Oh, I'm black. You're I'm blacked. blacked. <laughs> I'll be blacked even more um, if this continues. You know, we've got f- five straight wins in a row. I understand we, we got it last season when we went on the, I think it was seven games in a row. But we didn't experience the type of losing last year that we did. Um, we didn't experience the type of losing this year that we did last year. Like we started out not hot, but. You know, still the beginning of the season. We're we're hot now in the first half of the season. But we'll get into more of that next. We are the kings of the weekend. This is Andy and I's last game that we're going to together on the road. I'm going. Eh, maybe. Maybe Tampa, I think. That's the last one. That's Christmas Eve. Uh, actually, breaking news, I booked an Airbnb for that weekend. <laughs> You're sick. I just went searching today because, you know, I was feeling myself like, hey, we six and two. <coughs> and I found a cheap one for like 2 90 for three nights in St. Pete. Pet friendly. Bring Come on Jax. Now. Jax and Walter? Yeah. Uh, before we get to Kings of the Weekend, only two Kings of the Weekend this uh, week because you have not heard from Jack on this episode, nor will you. <laughs> He uh, oh, he will. moved back to Pittsburgh. He couldn't take <laughs> he couldn't take a Jaguars team that is better than Steelers. So he will not be returning. He is leaving uh, the podcast as well. Um, so for only a week, he'll be back next week. Um, but I, I think he said if the Steelers beat the Titans, he'll be coming back next flight out to rub it in our face. Um, yeah, he he uh, he wanted to. S- he went to Pittsburgh for Steelers win, and he didn't get it Sunday. So, staying till Thursday. We're big Steelers fans Thursday. Oh, yes. I mean, we're obviously not on this pod today, but Thursday, please, Huge. wipe the Titans. Huge Kenny fan. Yes. Big Pickens fan. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Pickens. <laughs> call, call call the Titans out. Call, tell DeAndre Hopkins he's, uh, he's a hope receiver. Do all that. Uh, but speaking of Pittsburgh, my uh, king of the weekend is the rideshare drivers that reside in that city. First off, I've never seen more confusing roads in a city than Pittsburgh. Would you agree? Even though we were like riding around I, most of the time. Yeah, I drove once. I drove the car once and I was very nervous. Mm. I There were like some streets were one way, some streets were both ways. I was like looking at the stop signs. There's stop sign on one but not the other side. So, okay, um, that's weird. Maybe it's just a one way. But yeah, every time I crossed the street while driving, and it was only a 10-minute drive, every time I crossed the street, I was like praying that I don't get T-boned just because it was it was very weird. Um, and a lot of drivers like roll through the stop signs and kind of just creep through in the middle of the intersection. I was like, just go through. Just either run it or just go through. Don't like drive slowly through the stop sign. I was kind of scared um, with Jack in the car as a driver. But um, 
Anytime you needed an Uber in the city, it took like 10 minutes to find one. Normally, it's like you find your driver right away, but we had to wait a little bit for Uber. Lyft was a lot quicker. I have a few theories of why um, I messed up the sentence here. This is unscripted. This is unscripted. Um, I, I jumbled it up in my head. Um, I think there's not a lot of drivers in this city because the airport is, first of all, the airport's like 30 minutes from downtown the neighborhoods we were at. So if you factor in traffic and weather, it could take you 35 plus minutes to get from the airport to downtown. Like our friend Mitch took him, I think it took him like 40 plus minutes to get an Uber. Then it was 90 bucks. Then it took him over an hour to get to us. So, um, also maybe Pittsburgh is in a city full of side hustlers. Uh, just driving through the city, I just felt like it was a very blue collar sort of, you know, steel town. You know, I don't know you Yenzers. Um, but they do have public transit. They did have a train that goes through downtown. But and a train that went up a mountain. Yes. And the Amtrak. Or a hill. But for anyone needing some extra money in that city, if you have the time, I'd go turn uh, rideshare on for Steelers, Pirates, Penguins game weekends. And <laughs> you might get a bag. Yeah, we, you got it. That's we a had, lot of money. We had no luck with drivers. So uh, any anybody from Pittsburgh listening, get on Uber. Um, well, let's recap the trip. Friday and Saturday, not game day yet. Um, Jack picked us up. He was already in Pittsburgh hanging out. Um, went to his friend's house, killed some time before we checked into the Airbnb. To describe Pittsburgh, this was my this was my first real time going there, kind of like when we went to New Orleans. Uh, I had been there once, but just for the night before I had to take a train to New York. But this may not make any sense to some of you who don't read, but when you read books, you get an image in your head of the scene being described. And then you go see the movie of this book, and you're like, oh, that's kind of what I pictured. Or it's nothing like you pictured at all. You're talking about Harry Potter, right? This is commonly this commonly used for me with Harry Potter. <laughs> it's the only book that we... Only series I've read. <laughs> Except for the series I'm going to compare Pittsburgh to. Pittsburgh felt like Lemony Snicket's series <laughs> of unfortunate uh, events. If you know, you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, there's a movie. That. Well, there's, there's, there's a TV show. Oh, I know that. I believe. I'm not, maybe it was a movie. I read the books first. So that's what Pittsburgh felt like to me. When I'm reading Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events, now I'm thinking of Pittsburgh. Historic real estate in close proximity, lined up on narrow roads with fall foliage Mm. in cloudy skies. Dark, cloudy skies. I enjoyed it for three days. I need some sunlight. I see why seasonal depression exists in some places because I don't know if I'd be able to take that for three months. And then, not, and then it gets like cold, cold. Yeah. And you have to deal with that too. So like you don't even, I bet you there's times a year where you don't even like go outside much. And then like you open your windows and it's gray and cloudy out. And that just adds to the depression. And Jack said it gets colder there than Philly. He said it gets to six degrees sometimes. Is Philly, I, I guess that's, that might be because Pittsburgh's closer to the Great Lakes, which are really cold. I'm not sure. Yeah, possibly. Um, but we got to our Airbnb. Nice little cute neighborhood. You might have seen it on our stories. It was on the third floor of this multi-unit home. Had creaky stairs. Love that. And I was sure that the bathroom was made for tiny people. Yes, it was. Because the sink was so low, I could have put my meat in it Mm. and pissed pretty comfortably. I I was able to brush my teeth while 
pooping on the toilet. <laughs> that's how and rinse your toothbrush from the toilet. That's how low the uh, sink was and how jammed, packed, and crowded the bathroom was. I yeah, I had to turn my body at a forty-five degree angle to take a shit because I could not sit straight. So I was too big for it, and. I had to limbo to get into the shower because the sliding door was like at my bicep. Um, but it was only 76 a person. So whatever, got through it. Friday night, we went to the Duquesne Incline, which is like this small little train car that takes you up a hill overlooking the city, which was lovely. That was romantic. That was uh, a highlight of the trip for oh, sure. Oh, so you said Lemony Snicket. What I felt like walking through with the fall foliage. Foliage? Foliage. So when we're landing on the plane, I look out. Trees of colors I've never seen before. I've mm. never experienced true fall anywhere uh, with with leaves that were falling. I didn't Red, know orange, yellow. Oh, beautiful. And even the overcast and then the, the chilly weather, I said one of the – First things I compared it to was like, I feel like we're in a rom-com, a romantic mm-hmm. comedy. Um, so riding up that train car <laughs> in that romantic setting reminded me of that. And we had a fake uh, tour guide poser in the car with us, like grilling us about Pittsburgh history. Um, All I know about Pittsburgh history is that the Jags are two games above 500 versus Steelers all time. That's a great historical fact <clears> of that city. Um, but it, we took this little train car up to the uh, top of the hill and had dinner up there. And we picked this restaurant because it had a view and we didn't get the view because they put us in it. We table. got a view of the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, we got a kitchen and a fountain drink machine. But. It was lovely nonetheless. And we still paid the view prices on the menu. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, I did not go to dinner expecting chicken wings, but Jack and Mitch ordered chicken wing appetizer, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have that for dinner. Uh, after that, we hit the casino, which reeked of cigarettes. I thought I was going to go home with a sore throat after that, um, but I did not. <laughs> Fucking microphone. Did you switch them on me? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, then we went to Tequila Cowboy, courtesy... Wait. Uh, the casino recommended by Eric Hallett. Yeah, I didn't gamble, so Andy could tell you more about the casino. Uh, yeah, not a fan of smoke, and I was expecting to smell like smoke. I was expecting my clothes to smell like smoke after we left, but it didn't. Uh, the casino was big enough to where it's not like a pool hall. So uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the casino. There's a great time. Um, always a fun time um, to go to the casino if you win. I mean, I didn't win a bunch. I like turned forty dollars into sixty dollars, but uh, that was fun time. Jack had a, Jack had a, uh, very suspenseful and dramatic <laughs> bet on FAU Charlotte. Yes. Which came, well, he lost by two yards. Yes, he did. He did a live bet for the over to hit and it missed it by one point. One point. If that isn't some... Charlotte was driving and the clock was just tick, tick, ticking. And then they fall like three or four yards short of the goal line. Game's, pretty, game's over. This this isn't to like, this isn't for Charlotte to like win the game or anything. They're down by like a few scores, but they were still playing for that touchdown and it fell just short. But that is Vegas for you. They just know. So the casino was fun. Where we we went to Tequila Cowboy after that? Yes, we did. Um, you guys called it a night 
called the night early because it was travel day and it was hot as hell in there. Oh, shout out to CJ in our Discord. Yeah. Um, he found out that we were in Pittsburgh. Uh, not too active, but he was active enough to know that we were in Pittsburgh, reached out to us, asked what we like to drink. It was a little fake of him. But he showed up with a bottle of Casa. Not to the bar, but he gave it to me afterwards. And he gave us a bottle of Reposado, which we drank the next day. Not Sunday, though, because we'll, we'll talk about Saturday. But shout out to CJ. Uh, I'm not sure if you're listening, but I will, uh, I'll send you this personally. But, yeah, Tequila Cowboy, recommended by Eric Hallett, practice squad defensive back on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it was a popping bar, not going to lie. They had uh, back-to-back nights of costume parties. Um, but it was very, very packed in there. And I wore a hoodie and jeans. And I was drenched. Uncomfortably sweaty. Uh, but I stayed... <coughs> I stayed till the lights came on in the club. Wow. It was like 2 p.m. So uh, didn't get home. Jack stayed with me, too. Um, his phone was dying. <laughs> so I think he found me with his phone at like 1%. And then. The things that Jack can do while sober blow my mind. <laughs> Never in a million. I was. I wouldn't say, I think I was pretty sober by then. Uh, just because it was really late. And I, and I stopped drinking um, a while before. Um, actually, no, I get to, I was, I still like was being handed beers, but I get to a point if I don't want to be somewhere or if I'm ready for bed, I just can't get drunk anymore. No matter Mm -hmm. what, I just can't get drunk. And I think that scene just isn't something that I enjoy at all anymore. Mm -hmm. Did I ever, um, (laughs) I don't know, but at 30 with loud music where you can't hear each other talk, you can barely navigate through the, through the bar. Unless I'm blacked, I probably am not enjoying that. So that was that was tough. Not a big. I was. I think I was really expect, excited for Tequila Cowboy, but I didn't think it was gonna be that packed. That place is popping. <laughs> yeah, that place was very packed. Crazy. And I remember before you were like, I don't want to get my expectations up in case I am disappointed. And then I think Mitch was like, You'll be disappointed. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, I, I did enjoy the second night though because we got there early. Yeah, the next, so the next, so like I said, I was there until the lights came on and then went home with Jack and I didn't wake up the next morning until 10.30 a.m. and we had a, a PNC Park tour at noon. Oh, I guess I do know somewhere in Pittsburgh history. Yeah, which I, uh, I don't know what I was expecting from the baseball tour, but I was impressed with it, I'll say, because I didn't, I didn't know what this park looked like. I just know Jack kept saying it was nicest park in MLB, but you know he talks at Pittsburgh all the time, so you know I took it with a grain of salt. But easily the nicest view from a sports venue I've ever seen. It's got to be the best. Uh, posted a picture on Twitter of me looking out at the field with the skyline in the, in the foreground, and that's what we saw on the tour. And the tour guide was correct when he said that this was his favorite spot and the best view from the stadium. I agree. Yeah, Wish they that, were good. I know. Uh, yeah, that just made me jealous and made me want to be like a Pittsburgh baseball fan. Yeah. And it, and it also made me want to live somewhere that has a baseball stadium like that, on the water like that, with a skyline like that, with a history like that. <clears throat> that's just really – that's really cool. Yeah. The it, history was really cool. It's is one of those scenes where it makes you proud to be 
yeah. from that city yeah. and a fan of that team in that city, which is why I, I kind of understood during the tour why Steelers fans are so passionate because they've got this. Yeah. They've got this around. Them. Great sports town. And the fact that, and I'm, I don't know why more cities don't do this. The fact that the every professional team in that city is like come together with the same colors mm. is perfect. And it just makes the bond with your fans and the city and the teams that much stronger. Yeah. I was very jealous that could because one of my favorite things about big metropolitan cities is, I don't know if Pittsburgh's big, maybe it is, but I love when the NBA, NHL, NFL team are right there. Like you just walk to all of them. Yeah. Philly's like that. Bro, we could have walked in the casino. You could walk to anything. You could walk to Casino, Tequila Cowboy, PNC, <laughs> yep. and, and uh, Akersher, Yep. All right there. I didn't see the hockey. Oh, no, we did pass it once. Yeah. But I can't I can't point it out on the map. Um, but, yeah, I was, uh, I was jealous of someone. Now, I don't – I'm not saying I want to pick myself up and go there now, but I wish I would be happy if I was born in a city like that, around sports culture like that. Um, with seasons and all of that mm. here, you just lack a lot of that stuff. You lack sports culture, you lack seasons, you lack like a real passionate, um, pr- pride for your city. Um, cause there's a lot of people that, and when you're in Florida, there's just people that come from everywhere. Like there's so many people here from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like they have, they're, they're from like real, they just have pride in where they're from more culture um, probably better food, and it's just cool. Like, everyone has something in common there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're from Pittsburgh. And, like, not even talking about the, the sports complex they have, you go across the bridge, and then they have this whole downtown area that you can go out in and enjoy yourself. So it's just, like, I've said this before, all the sports cities I've been to, Jacksonville lacks it, and it's it's upsetting. But there's no place that I'd go that I just become a passionate fan yeah. of that city all of a sudden. So I wish I, yeah. It's lost on me now. It can't happen. I can just go to other cities and be like, wow, this is cool, and be happy for you guys that live there. <laughs> I'm sure Philly is just the same. Oh, yeah. It's um, like a, a triangle. They're a boom, boom, boom. Yeah, but when I'm talking, I'm talking about like the passion and the pride oh, yeah. for your teams, for your city. Trying to think about the L L A. I'm wondering if that's the same, mm. or is it a bunch of bandwagons and people from that not are from there. I think Lakers and Dodgers primarily, because the Lakers, yeah, Lakers fans crazy. Um, let me think. What about? I'm trying to think of cities that have all three. Yeah, because some just have two, and then the NFL stadiums like kind of. What does Baltimore have? Does that just have the Ravens? They got Orioles. Oh. Or, yeah, just Orioles, and uh, I haven't been there, though, so I couldn't tell you the layout. Cincinnati is super underrated. They've got the Reds, the Bengals, uh, but they don't have an NBA team. And then Cleveland, Cleveland, just, Cleveland sucks. I don't like Cleveland, but they have Cavs, Browns. Yeah, they're definitely up there. Yeah. That's, that's one of the cities I'm thinking of. New York? Mm. New York's pretty passionate about... Oh, yeah, New York's very passionate. They got the Yankees, Mets, Giants, Jets. They're very passionate about That's very cultured, sports culture there. Boston, for sure. Oh, another big one. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. It's Northeast. Yeah, all the North teams. And it's, yeah, probably there's not much to do. 
So you got to attach yourself to something. So sports. Yeah. Uh, yeah, after the PNC Park tour, we just watched college football for Damien the rest of the day while we wa- waited for Mitch to arrive. And then There's two Mitches on this trip, guys. Yeah, Jack's brother and then artist Mitch. Um, and then we went back out of Tequila Cowboy that night. And then... That I was believe, costume night, Halloween. I think we went to casino again. Yes. Yes, we did. Uh, so the second night... So th- this is what I don't like. I hate... Because I like to be drunk on game days. So when I go out to a city, or I have friends coming into town for a Jags game... I can't help but go really hard on Saturday. I know. I know. I fucked up, too. <laughs> I fucked up so hard. Like, I was blacked Saturday. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but comfortably comfortably blacked. Fuck. I was kind of scared at one point because my, my chest was, like, on fire. And it was probably just dehydration because once I had, like, two cups of water, it went away. But Indigestion. Oh, yeah. Probably that. But I, I was scared for him. And I was like, should I stop drinking forever? Nah. Nah, I'm good. But yeah, I was, I was faded. I was in my little red riding hood costume, drinking doubles out of my basket, and it was it was a fun night. You know, all the Jags fans were out there. Um, we had somebody sharing his vape with me. It was a, not a vape, but weed pen. So I was cross faded. Oh shit! Um, and I I I did drink too much too, and I hate it. And I also made me think like. If we go to Vegas for the Jack Super Bowl, not going to the actual Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but like I would never go to the Super Bowl. But going to Vegas, being there for it, Saturday night, what are we gonna do? Not party <laughs> for pre like the Jags are in the Super Bowl the next day. We're going to go crazy. But I will say the Jags won't play till like six PM in the Super Bowl, so that gives us some time to recover. True. But still, I want I also want to like not I want to be able to enjoy game day, but I did not. We haven't gotten there yet. I was fucking miserable for most of the day. I started sobering up and my headaches started going away maybe at halftime. Uh, so I got more talkative. But before then, I was a, I was a stick in the mud. Yeah. That's how I described myself. But yeah, and it's because Saturday, you're just so excited. You have the game next day. All your friends are in town. Yep. You're having a good time. And you it's get Saturday. It's like, what are, what are you yeah. going to do? Just like casually drink? No. Going to the casino. But it's also like, are you, you going to get blacked on Sunday knowing you got a 5 a.m. flight? That too. No. So Saturday is really the only day to do it. But when you wake up Sunday, it's like, it's game day, but I don't want to drink. And that's how I was. I was like, we went to a pregame bar and I just didn't have any drinks. Two people were like, what well, do you want to drink? I got it. I was like, wow. nothing. Because even I like tried to cure my hangover with two drinks. Wow. I, I, I wasn't hungover. I was just tired. Uh, and full of liquor from the previous night still. So. Sounds like a hangover. But it, it, when I think of hangover, I think of, like, headache and, like, uh, drowsy. I was just... Uh, unfortunately, when I drink... I still had energy. When I drink I and get drunk, duh, <laughs> I have such a hard time sleeping. They do say that when you when you get drunk, you, like, never enter REM sleep. So that's kind of how it is all the time when I when I get drunk. And I can't, like, I wake up early and I can't go back to sleep because my, like, body just feels, Mm -hmm. it's weird. I have to, like, be awake for a little bit, eat some breakfast, then I get tired again and go back to sleep. But that's not possible on game day. So I just had to, I slept probably, like, five hours, and that's just not enough. Right. Yeah, I need seven at least. And there was no possible scenario because Saturday night was what we were hyping up all all week. There was no possible way I was not going to get 
that drunk Saturday night. So pay for it Sunday, watch the entire game sober, and I felt great. Somebody actually made a comment in my post-game video. They're like, wow, Dunn looks very sober here. Someone was like, I knew something looked off. (laughs) (laughs) Very smart of him to call that out. That's crazy. Because I'm usually like blacked out, drunk, eyes red. I guess you could tell when I'm sober versus drunk. But I was speaking very clearly and looked very good in that. But Mm -hmm. I felt good all game. But we'll get to the game in a bit. Um... How about the alarm the next the su- Sunday morning going off? Although yours probably never went off. You woke up early to catch our flight. Oh, I thought you meant in the house. Oh no, your alarm? No, just uh, like waking up Sunday morning to catch our flight oh. at five a.m. Oh, Monday morning. Oh, is that? Mo- oh yeah, duh. Yeah, yeah, Monday morning. That's so tough. Like I'd I'd work at nine. We were supposed to catch our five a.m. flight out of Pittsburgh. Duh. Which fuck me. That's, Bro, that was the longest TSA line I've ever seen that yeah. early. We got to the airport at like 4.30, no, 4.50 or something like that. And this security line was so long. Nah. It well, was didn't our flight, our flight was at 5. Oh, yeah. So we got there like th- Oh, yeah, our, four. Fi- our flight left at 5.05. So we got to the airport oh, yeah. at 4. I scheduled the lift for 3.30 a.m. Yeah. So we got there at like 4.15 and the security line was stupid. So I yeah. might I might gift Andy TSA pre-check. So I had to stand in the normal line <laughs> so long, and that I mean, this had no fun. There just wasn't a line. There was no mechanism to put us all in line. So people were like, damn near out the outside waiting to get into TSA. And there were only two people checking IDs. Yeah, it was, were they not ready? Do they not experience this? Maybe it was just all travelers for the game. I don't know. Um, Quick review of Steelers, uh, Steelers, Pittsburgh Airport, straight out of the nineties. So old. Yeah, a lot of things in that city are old. Totally. So it comes with. It's a charm. Um, yeah, they take pride in it. But so, when I when I have a flight that early, and I set an alarm, for some reason my body gets scared that it's gonna miss the flight. So I woke up at one. I fell asleep to the Spurs playing the Clippers on my phone. I think that was around. The game started like nine. I think I fell asleep around ten. I woke up at one. Went back to sleep, woke up at two and stayed up till we had to leave just on my phone. Yeah, I woke up at uh, 220 ish, I think. And but just stayed up. Here's my reasoning for booking flights that early I hate waiting around for flights and I hate the possibility of potentially being delayed out to get home. <coughs> so I suck it up and I book that early flight so I can make it to my destination, which. Going home, maybe I should book later flights, but when going to the city, like going to Pittsburgh, maybe I can leave, you know, at like 12. Because usually you can't check into your Airbnb or hotel until 3 or 4 anyway, so the early flights don't necessarily mean or matter. But when you come back home, get the hell out of there. Got to get out of there. We got, we did get delayed a couple hours so I was supposed to be, we're supposed to leave at 5 a.m. We're supposed to land in Jack's at by 8 something. And I was supposed to get home by 9 in order to work, have a whole work day. We're delayed two hours. I fell asleep on the Charlotte airport floor waiting for our next flight. That actually what that actually helped me. I, like, was able to finish the rest of my day because of that nap. Thanks. Um, How long are naps supposed to be? That one was only, like, 20 minutes, and that felt good. Yeah, because I hear that naps are supposed to be that short, 
And yesterday when I got back, I took one. I fell asleep at 4.30. And we didn't, me and John A didn't wake up till 8. So three hours is not a nap, I guess. That's like uh, that's, falling asleep. So I could have, so what did I do? Okay, so I think after work, I took a nap from like 5 to 6. Because I was still so tired. And I was still so tired. I could have went back to sleep. But I knew if I did that, I would have woken up at like a dark, disoriented, would have ruined my night. Like headache. It was me. I woke up and it was dark. Ah, that shit sucks. I hate that. <laughs> so I forced myself to stay awake, did some chores, watched football, and then went to bed. Um, com- uh, rank. Oh. Steelers Stadium or Superdome? Akershire Stadium or Superdome? Which So you're going checking off all these stadiums on your list. You've now been to two historic ones. You have so much history in Heinz Field, dating back to even Jaguars history. We've won two playoff games there. They've won AFC championships there versus the Ravens. They played the Steelers, uh, the Patriots there. But you go to the Superdome. Oh, man. Muhammad Ali won a championship in the Superdome. Mm. There's so many things that have happened in the Superdome. I will say... And then you have the dome. Can't see the city. Steelers, Akershire. You can see the city. I'm just not calling it Akershire, but it's fine. Never thought I'd say this, but I got to take Heinz. Yeah, <laughs> I think me too. It's just I love the scene of the terrible towels waving. Yeah, that was that was cool. I will, the, I'll admit it. Just the knowing the history of football there. Um, being able to see the skyline, looking up behind us and seeing the beautiful hills yeah. <clears throat> that were blanketed and painted by the fog, the misty sky. Lemony Snicket. The different colored trees. <laughs> that was beautiful. I took more pictures of <laughs> the scenery behind us than I did of the field. Um, yeah, I'd You're get- also getting sprayed with mist the other way, pointing to the field. Yeah, we did get, we did get wet in that stadium. Um, but it was a we. It wasn't a Florida rain. It was a yeah. Pittsburgh rain. It was kind of misty. Thank and, God. Uh, now rank the. You already told me, but tell everyone rank our two because we now reviewed both trips on the pod. Rank both trips, um, and we won both, so it's a fair fight. Rank both trips. Which one? Which one did you enjoy? These more? two trips were very different. They we were. had two different groups at each of these trips. However, I am ranking New Orleans above Pittsburgh as a trip as a whole. Which city would you rather live in? Pittsburgh. Yeah. Because of all the reasons we just mentioned, obviously. The food and in New Orleans. I know, but food is not enough for me to stay in New Orleans. Uh, okay. That city was kind of gross. Not live on the outskirts. Not in the not in just like the Bourbon Street piss and smell kind of way, just Flamingo's piss. <laughs> just the it's like driving <clears throat> driving through it it just never got better. It's it was like driving through downtown jacks and just just keep going north that whole part of right north of springfield and jacksonville is new orleans 
I'm sure there's nice parts because obviously NBA and NFL players live there. But New Orleans is just not for me. Not for me at all. Great city to visit, but I would much rather live in a city like Pittsburgh. It's got everything besides sun. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> um, okay. I will give you my king of the weekend now. Oh, sorry. And my <laughs> king of the weekend is Chase Young. Congratulations. You are no longer a Washington commander. You are a San Francisco 49er. Damn. Traded to the Niners. Uh, know why? Because they know they're playing the Jags in two weeks. Always happens. The Jags and the Commanders are in an arms race right now, or right before the trade deadline. Jags signed a guard. Niners had to answer. Let's get Chase fucking Young. Crazy. And and Debo comes back. Yeah. So Niners are stacked on defense. If they weren't already, it's just not fair when you look at that defense. And you look at the Eagles, the Niners, like that's just a collision course for the NFC Championship game. Hope it works out that way. Totally forgot Chase Young played with Nick Bosa at Ohio State the same time. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Opposite ends. Oh, I'm sick. Sacking quarterbacks together. This was obviously a, a player that we wanted. Mm-hmm. They only gave up a third round pick for him. Oh, that just, just makes me sick. One third round pick for Chase, Chase Young. Young. And here Jags fans were begging for just a sniff of a pass rush. And we don't. Maybe the maybe Trent Balky was on the phone. But we got an offensive lineman instead. Uh, yeah. But that, Chase Young, yeah, that shouldn't be that shouldn't be allowed. We should have uh, Goodell should have stepped in there. Vetoed. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the NFL trade deadline, uh, like we said, that Ezra Cleveland uh, from the Vikings went to the Jags. What a name! Heard uh, heard people call him anywhere from mid <laughs> average to fantastic, amazing, great grade on Pro Football Focus. Um, with nobody said he's ass because I didn't hear anybody call him ass. So, and when you look at the Jags' offensive line, you could probably point out some players in the depth or starting that you could associate with ass. Yes. So we are adding either a depth piece or he's going to start at left guard. We have Walker Little coming back from injury after the bye. Where does he start? Because he was playing left guard. So I'm interested to see where this player plays. Ezra, um, cool name, Ezra Cleveland. Yeah, it is a name. Very interesting name. Um, so his jersey on the back, I guess, says Cleveland, or is yeah. his first? Yeah, Ezra Cleveland. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see the offensive line rotation with this guy. I'm glad we have depth. It's always good to have depth on the O line. We did cut Ben Barch, who's right. ass. Was he starting, or was he in the back? Was he? He, he wasn't. Was, he wasn't starting. Okay. He was behind Shatley. Don't quote me though. Not an offensive Quoted. line guy. But um, I wasn't mad at the at the pickup. I was. I wasn't expecting an offensive lineman. Actually, nobody was. Like I saw wanted pass rush. Our Jags reporter loyals were telling because a lot of people inquired. They were like, "What are the chances the Jags go for an offensive lineman?" They were saying, mm, "Kind of tough, not likely." And then the Jags get one, so it's like we we're kind of blindsided here. <laughs> Which is a fake story. Yes. Uh, blindsided here, but Trevor has been getting smacked this season. Especially in the middle, yeah. up the, up in his face. We saw kind of a brutal one 
against the Steelers. Yeah, he got speared yeah. like a WWE spear while he was letting go of a dime. Yeah, he dimed it. To Christian Kirk. So, so Doug Peterson sees this. And he's like, wow, Trevor's throwing dimes while getting speared in the chest. Imagine if he had a half a second longer. (laughs) Maybe we should give him a little bit more time. And with us not making really any moves in the draft many, many months ago, we already kind of felt like this coaching staff in front office was comfortable with who they had on the defensive line. And this kind of proves it even more. I don't like it, obviously, because I've been screaming since – we lost to the Chiefs that we need to, if we don't have another pass rusher opposite Josh Allen, we're going to suffer the same fate in the playoffs yet again. The, I guess, Trent Baalke front office, they saw either the price was too high for Chase Young, Montez Sweat, or they saw, hey, Josh Allen's getting it done himself, or hey, look how many takeaways we have with this defense yeah. leading the league in takeaways with no pa- one pass rusher. We have Smoot coming back. Hey, so Trayvon Walker got himself one. Maybe that's maybe, probably the worst thing that could have happened. Yeah. To Trayvon Walker's sack. The Sunday. first like first drive. <clears throat> Balky's probably like, oh. yeah. I didn't know what I was. I didn't know what I was watching. <laughs> Balky was writing. Okay, maybe we're good. Maybe we'll go after that offensive line. But I just had. I can't get over to the. Oh my god, we have another trick or treater. So I keep getting alerts for people being spotted on my porch. Aww. As a little kid. Oh yeah, is he by himself? He's that's dangerous. He's not. He, no costume. <laughs> just, just he's looking for the candy. He's like, like where your shit? At? Oh, I feel so bad. I hope there's adults with him. Oh, sometimes the parents just like watch from the car. Bye, kid. Although I don't feel too bad because he's not dressed up. It's just a kid with God, no costume. I, so last, so last year, little tangent. Last last year, I got like three trick or treaters. So I wasn't expecting much, and I knew we we're doing the podcast. So I was like, "All right, I'm just, I'm not, I won't leave any. I should have left the candy outside. Fuck, I won't leave, I won't leave any candy outside, and I'm not going to hear the door knock. Um, but I'm not really doing a good job to promote trick or treating. Like I was concerned about it being dead in the intro. Mm-hmm. I'm not really doing a great job, kind of promoting it by not answering my door. And I left my porch light on. That's no good. I haven't really heard knocks, though. I feel like I'd hear somebody knock. Yeah. But if Walter was here, you'd definitely be ruining the pod right now. (laughs) Yeah, he'd be be going crazy. Uh, Rest in peace, Walter. Just kidding. He's at my mom's house. Um, Oh, yeah. Montez sweat to the Bears and uh, what team is on? Oh, Commanders. Crazy. Command? Are Commanders like? Are they tanking? The, uh, yeah, they're uh, like how you give away your best two pass rushers. I remember facing them last year and just looking at that D line, just full first round talent. And I guess they just don't feel like I, I don't know what's going on. In, Rebuild. I'm sure there's something going on in Washington. I'm Ma- not sure what it is. Magic Johnson said, "Get him out of here." Feel bad for Sweat having to go from the Commanders to the Bears, two of the worst teams in the NFC. Mm. But what a weird move by the Bears. Is he'll be a free agent by the end of the season. It's not like you are aiming for the playoffs. So the what is this isn't like win a win now scenario like the Jags would be doing. Like a like you're this could turn out to be a rental that you're spending a second round pick on. And last year they fucked up a second round pick for Claypool. Mm-hmm. Such a strange and I know their uh their GM was getting trolled on Twitter. I think his name's like something Pole Pool. Chicago yeah. Bears. Um but yeah, the Washington uh, 
Washington Commanders are selling or they sold. And is Ryan Poles. Apparently, he's a player for the Bears, too. Wait, football player. Player. Yeah. Former player? Former player. Yeah. I'm trying to see where these Commanders rank right now. Hmm. They're, they're middle of the pack. Seventh seed right now. Well, not seventh, but... They're like a game back from seventh seed. Like, I don't know. Josh Dobbs is getting shopped around still. Like, he he's Titans, signed with the Cardinals. Now he's on the Vikings to try to save their season. So unfortunate because they, they just won two games in a row. Kirk Cousins, great guy, tears his Achilles. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. But... And that's ah, that sucks. Yeah, like they really were ma- turning it around. They just beaten um, the Niners, and then mm-hmm. this past week they beat. Help me out, Packers. Packers division game. They just beat to go four and four. Wild card is going to be easy to get in the NFC. Um, but I I kind of like the move by Minnesota because Josh Dobbs is surprisingly not played terrible. Yeah, he's a baller anywhere he goes. He's been much better than the Cardinals record shows. And he almost beat us to win the division in week 18 last year, which would have been crazy. Um, but yeah, Cardinals are one in seven. They've got Kyler Murray coming back in a couple of weeks. So Minnesota's like, Hey, we're kind of still in this. We need to go get a quarterback and Josh Dobbs. That's a good good move by them. And he will definitely upgrade his wide receiver room from the Cardinals by going to Minnesota. Throwing in Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne, Hawkinson. Let's see what he can do. All right. So we're not done discussing trades. And speaking of Kyler Murray. You reminded me oh God. of a trade yesterday that is in progress in our fantasy football league, and it is so outrageous and egregious that I have to tell you guys about it. <sighs> After the rule we discussed on the podcast, yeah, we get a trade. So it was my trade last time, and I was trading for the guy who now, hindsight's twenty twenty is the leading fantasy scorer currently. And my record since that trade, I traded Kelsey, Mixon, and Pickens, who's surged the last few weeks besides last weekend, even though I had a touchdown. I've gone 3-1 and one since that trade, and I sit at 4-4 four and four in the league. This guy is the same guy who drafted Kirk Cousins first in his first pick, and he was doing well. He beat Andy. I roasted him for it. And Said he should be kicked from the league. Now Kirk has torn his Achilles. It is out for the year. And he's a Cardinals fan. So now he's going around trying to trade for Kyler on his fantasy team. Where he sits at 11th seed. After he's already... He's made, by far, the most trades in this league. He traded Josh Jacobs for Marquise Brown... And Madison, I believe. Actually, I lied. He's not 11th. He's at dead last now. Oh, my God. I'm sick. So this dead last guy loses Kirk Cousins. Wants Kyler Murray because he's a Cardinals fan. And now he's proposing this trade to get Kyler Murray. 
Okay, so, oh my god, to oh a team, oh my god, to a team that just beat me that just was, put up a hundred and fifty points because Ceedee Lamb had forty one. So here's the trade: Kyler Murray. He this is how bad he wants him. He's sending to this guy, Christian Kirk, who, if you look at his output, and if you have him on fantasy, you know, 23 points, 15, 16, 14, 14, 19, 9. Not bad. Wide rec- solid, solid wide receiver, too. Zay Flowers, a very solid two or three. And Devon A-Chain, or A-Chan. From the Dolphins, who, yes, on IR, but will be coming back. And let me remind you of what he was putting up when he was playing. 51 points, 27 points, 22 points. All for Kyler fucking Murray. And he could get a player just as easily, I'm sorry, easier on the waivers. And it won't be a player coming off of a season prior injury. ACL at that. For a scrambling quarterback. And the reason why this trade is going through is because when Eric did his trade and there's a big league uproar, how could this trade go through? It ends up ended up being a very fair, fair trade. Have you lost since that trade? Once? Once, yeah. But you're still scoring. And I lost while scoring 144 points. Yeah. So, Eric, <laughs> the trade has worked for both teams. So the people that were crying about the trade being unfair for uh, unfair for me, Eric, like that can't be, you can't put that through. I said, you know, we discussed on the pod. Jack agreed. He's like, hey, it's it's a uh, let let the two trade trade teams decide. If one of them gets screwed, it's a free market. Let it happen. This is now a trade that involves someone who has admittedly has admitted to not knowing much about fantasy football. He drafted Kirk Cousins in the first round. So what am I to do as commissioner trying to promote and keep a fair and balanced league Letting one dr- trade go through because, hey, fair mark, open market, let the two teams that are trading decide. Now it involves a team, a player that I didn't expect it at the time, but that has admitted that he doesn't know much about fantasy football, and he's clearly getting boned here on this trade and creating a super team out of Mitch who is trading, trading away Kyler. What do I do? I'm letting it go through because... I mean, if the if he wins, so be it. I'll be able to say, "Hey, told you so." Back when they were telling me, yelling at me, not not to veto this trade, and I just, I don't know. It's not. It's I, I've had to talk myself into that. It's not life or death here. <laughs> I won't die if I don't win this league, but I will be. It will be heartbreaking. Um, it just it sucks. And this is the same guy that he gave Josh Jacobs to who. To be fair, hasn't had that great of a season because he's on the Raiders. But Josh Jacobs could still bust out 27, 30 points when he wants to. And he's got Saquon Barkley already. Now he adds A-Chan. He adds has Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Nico Collins already, who have been solid all year. Now he adds Christian Kirk and Zay Flowers. And he only has to give up Kyler Murray, a player that he hasn't played all season, just sitting on IR. And he gets in return three players that he could have drafted, but he just gets them for free. So now I am preying on Mitch's downfall more than the guy I traded my three players to, 
who sits at second seed, sadly. But it is what it is. Stephen B., sorry for cooking you. And, um, and Stephen B. is on my shit list. Sorry for cooking you. I, you've been cooked in, <laughs> by me for the past 24 hours. So, I mean, it's not. It is your fault, but it's also not your fault. And part of me, part of me thinks that he's just this careless because I paid for his entry. Yep, I totally agree. So, but he gave us a baller. He did clip. It was a great, great trivia presence. He did that, but terrible fantasy football manager. Will not be back. I already told him that. <laughs> he could win the league this year. He won't. But he 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 is bar- barred from any fantasy football leagues in the future. All right, moving on. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Alabama Hemp Products. Thank you guys for the for the ones of you that purchased this last episode after I promoted it. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Alabama Hemp Products. Dot, Al, let me say that clear. Alabama Hemp Go there for your Delta 8 gummies. The reviews speak better for this company than I can. So let me read one of them from Google. Uh, this company, this company's products have been more than su- successful at helping me ease my anxiety. Makes for a much peace, more peaceful time and a more delightful way to fall asleep. Ten out of ten would would and will recommend to everyone. All right, it's time. I asked Patreon in our Discord for some voicemails because I miss y'all's voices. So let's see what we got. Let's start with uh, JC, because he couldn't get the voicemail thing to work, so he sent me a voice memo on my phone. Let's see what he said. Testing, one, two, three. Um, not looking forward to this podcast without Jack, but anyways, tomorrow is the start of No Nut November. Oh, God. Uh, good That's luck bad. to everybody on the Discord. Hoping to beat last year's record of 12 hours. Already <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, fuck. That dude's crazy. Um, I know this pod's going to be short without Jack. <laughs> oh, my God. So, hopefully, people's voicemails create a dialogue. <laughs> we ought to discuss whatever. One about you know, football teams and whatnot. Um... I stopped watching WWE. I feel much better about that. Um, Why? Yeah. Um, was that a fart? <laughs> <laughs> that was that that clip. That was JC. He loves long podcast episodes. He gets off on our three hours. Um, it's hard for us to hit that, but when we do, he's it's his favorite thing in the world. That was him just rambling, trying to get this pod to be as long as possible. The fart at the end was crazy. <laughs> that was wild. Thank you, JC, for giving us a minute. Uh, what did he say? <laughs> stop watching WWE. That's Cap. He did not stop watching WWE. There's no way. Um, don't know why he said that. I'm not sure what's what's been happening that's caused him to stop watching. And he's trying to beat his No Nut November record of 12 oh, hours. Oh, 12 hours. <laughs> I knew he was going to say something really short. Uh, let me. Uh, Man, only got to noon. <laughs> Um, okay, here they are. <laughs> All right, a lot of voicemails. Let's go. Okay, let's play the first one. I'm calling on the trade deadline day. The Jaguars are six and two, and I couldn't be any happier. 
Waiting to see what kind of news shakes out today. Hearing a lot of Josh Uche smoke coming out of New England. I'd be really happy with adding anyone to the pass rush. Not that Trayvon's been terrible. Um, shoot it inside and continue our push into the playoffs. And hopefully at the end of the season, we're looking at the number one seed and everyone's got to come through Jacksonville instead of having to go to the uh, Arrowhead Inventational, as <laughs> they like to call it. And uh, what a great win. You know, on to the bye week. Hopefully we come back out of the bye against the Niners, fully strength, fully ready to go. Love you guys. Have a good pod. Yeah, the first seed is so much fun to watch right now. We have three teams in the AFC that are fighting for it. Current, Well, four. <laughs> four that have the best, that have some of the best records in the AFC. And it's just so much better we have so many t- times in the past been rooting for teams to lose because we wanted a better draft pick than them. Now we're rooting for teams to lose because we want the one seed. We want a higher seed than them. And now it's the Chiefs, <clears throat> Jags, Ravens, Dolphins. I'm sure the Bengals will sneak their way up to join us. Uh, the Bills, I don't trust them. But it's a five team. It's a five teams really that are going to be fighting. I think at by the end of the season for that one seed and. Make the it's a mission. Make Mahomes travel. Make him travel in the playoffs. Be glorious to see him away from Arrowhead. Don't let Arrowhead, don't let Chiefs fans have any access to any playoff tickets. I may believe in the Bills if they beat the Bengals this week. And the the, the Bengals have Oh god, this is gonna be so good. Bengals, yeah, Sunday night football. I did. See, did you see the tweet where someone said Demar Hamlin has an opportunity to do something, <laughs> something crazy or something hilarious? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bengals. I don't know. Burrow had a great game against the Niners last week, but yes, I just don't trust them yet because really? their, their divisions is so fucking hard. Um, but do you trust the Bengals in in themselves? Not to not to forget about their opponents, but like, are they? I think they're back. Weird that two years in a row we've had to, they've had to struggle and then find their footing. That's or true. Their calf. <laughs> um, I just I don't know if they're back yet. It's crazy that Burrow they've, crazy they've had they've had it's crazy they've had three straight wins and they're still last in the division. Are they? Yes. Oh my goodness! Because their Browns will fall off, right? Maybe their defense is pretty good, but Bengals have no wins in the conference. So, which is. <sighs> insane to even say out loud but they have the opportunity to beat the Bengals in primetime next week and if I see them beat the I mean the Bills if they can beat the Bills in primetime on Sunday night football then I may give them some some credit but right now I'm not but yes uh hopefully the Dolphins can beat the Chiefs in Germany this weekend would love to see the Chiefs continue to lose um but yes this is Brand new territory for us Jags fans vying for a first seed. And if the playoffs came through Jacksonville, you thought we were crazy now. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. thought we were crazy. Imagine, imagine we host an AFC championship game. Oh, my God. Bro. I may never have another I, liver again. Right. I can't even <laughs> fathom that. And I, I wrote something down for after talk about after the Steelers, when we're talking Steelers-Jags, but I'll talk about it here. I was so nervous. I shouldn't be, but I was like anxious watching us five and two play a good team or a good record team. I was, my heart was racing. 
we're five and two. If we lost, it's not that big of a deal. What will I be like if we're in the AFC championship game or the Super Bowl? What will my heart do? Will I live? Will I, <laughs> will I have a heart attack? Potentially. I don't know. How do people have heart attacks when they watch their, their favorite team in these in these chances? Because like that's a much higher stake. We're here, AFC championship game. The Ravens are here or the Bengals are here. Chiefs. Oh man. I, I think don't know. It, I think it also depends on how the game is going. That depends. That's how that's at least I how I can't take a close fourth quarter game in the AFC championship game. That's at game. least how my body works. Like if we're if we're down that's a good question, actually, that I pose to myself. <laughs> if we're up, I don't know. Am I more anxious if we're up or if we're down? Oh, that that's a great... It's weird that you said that. I have a segment coming up later in the show called... Um, what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> it's called... Up or uh, down? <laughs> what's scarier for Halloween? Oh. I have a couple... Uh, Questions? A couple scenarios for you. Oh. You're going to tell me what's scarier. Yeah. Um... Because I'm trying to think about the, the Jag Steelers game. I I guess it depends who we're playing, too. Because I was – when the Steelers got the ball on offense, I was like, I don't care. When we got on offense, I was like, I'm scared shitless. So I guess it depends on who we're playing. Because I was scared every play that T.J. Watt was going to just bring us down and the stadium was going to erupt. And that's my least favorite thing, going to away games. I've oh, been, yeah. I've endured it a lot. But – that third down and the crowd just, I hate that so much. It fucking pisses me off because 50-50 chance. You either get in the fourth down <laughs> or you get in the first and you can turn to the opposing fan and say, fuck you. And maybe you can do it multiple times on the drive. Yeah, like, we'll talk about that because we did that. <laughs> we silenced that Pittsburgh crowd so much. <laughs> Trevor, oh, fuck. I don't want to lose it. Like, I want to say it now, but I don't I want to. Oh, yeah, I want to say it when we review the game, but mm. fuck it, I'll say it now. We're not making it a, still matters. We're not making a video out of the Jags Pittsburgh one. Uh, talk about silencing the crowd, how good that feels. Trevor was nine of nine on third down, and I hate that. I just hate getting there. Yeah, because we. But that's so many like, times we're like, silencing that. that I know crowd. it. I know it's crazy, but like third down is increasing my heart rate. There were so time. many times the crowd was so loud, towels waving, and then like. <sighs> And then we get it. And then you just, hear, you just hear us. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's looking over at us. That's the best part of away games. Yeah. When you when converting you first downs, being louder than everybody in the stadium because everybody just <laughs> shuts down and your cheers echo and everyone just turns to you like, who the fuck everyone is this can guy? hear you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, next voicemail. Good one, Mac. Uh, that was ugly ass boy, by the way. This so one. ugly. Fuck you, Hunter. Bryce Young clears. Keep pounding. Okay. Also, Geno Smith's the best quarterback in the league. Uh, That was West Virginia fan Bando, who, shout out to him. He was in Pittsburgh, just so happy. We've never met him before. He was in Pittsburgh uh, for a Wedding. wedding. Oh, engagement. Engagement. And was a man of his word and met up with us. Took a picture was nice to meet him. He's been a big Discord character these last <laughs> few years, so it was good to meet up with him. Slap me on the chest. I was like, who the hell is this? I turn around, and Steelers it's fan. Bando goofy ass. Although, not a Steelers fan, but it was wearing a Steelers jersey. Yeah. Good, didn't, good, didn't like good to see you, Bando. It's good seeing you. Uh, all right, next one. Oh, it's funny. He called out Hunter. So he's a 
Bando's a Panthers fan, so he likes, obviously, Bryce Young. Just called out Hunter in his voicemail saying that Bryce Young clears C.J. Stroud. <laughs> Don't know about that, but they did win the game, their first head-to-head. Thank you, Panthers. And just so happens that Hunter... What are you doing, Hunter? What are you doing? Wait. He's next. Just left a voicemail just after Bando. Let's see what he said. Well, happy Halloween, fellas. Um, call me Outcast because I'm sorry. Outcast. Um, this is going to be a little apologetic. I've been saying that, you know, I'll call the Jacks good once they put up back-to-back winning seasons. So, I mean, the season's not over yet, but, hey, they're sitting here at 6-2. and two. I think it's good enough for me to go ahead and eat crow. Wow. Wrong. Um, I even admitted it in the Discord the other day. So, hey, Jags winning the division. Um, yeah, that's kind of kind of sucks to admit it. But, I mean, hey, I'm, I've always been a realist. Mm. Um, speaking of being a realist, <laughs> that's why it hurts to watch Houston now because I didn't expect them to be half-assed decent. And now every time I watch them, it just – You want to win. It hurts, especially after watching them give the Panthers their first win. But – Congratulations, guys! I'm sure y'all are y'all are happy. I've never seen six and two. Go Jags! We've <laughs> never seen six and two. That's crazy. I didn't did not expect that from Hunter. No, not at all. I thought he would like boast about Stroud or something, even in the loss. What sucks is that he'll he always until we play him again. He's even if we beat him in Houston, he has that thirty-seven to twenty, and that hurts. There's nothing we can do about. Or is it thirty-seven seventeen? It doesn't matter. They put up thirty-seven. Yeah, there's nothing we can do about <laughs> that. Even if we we could win the Super Bowl and he still has that. Hey, look what we, we beat. We look what you, we did to you on your Super Bowl year. That sucks. So I think he can admit admit that we're good. You know, it helps. Will you care that is. much if we win the Super Bowl? And he's talking. About no, that. no, I don't care. I don't care now. But he cares, and I care that he cares. Mm. And he has a he has a point. The Houston does own us half half the time. Yeah, but going back to my soliloquy, we've everyone has owned us. Very true. We're just now turning the tide from 1999. I was seven. <laughs> no, I was six. Oh, we were seven. I said it earlier. 99, we were six. 93 to 99 is six. February. We're five. Yeah, we're five. 93. Okay, so we're born 93, so we're zero. 94, 95, 96, 97, 8, 99. Oh, we're six. Six. Two years later, Earnhardt died. Rest in peace. I know it's bye week, but there's still a matchup this weekend that matters, which is the Dolphins and the Chiefs. So who would you rather lose? The Dolphins lose? That way we can get the two seed. And we at least have home field for wild card and divisional. Or would you rather the Chiefs lose? Damn. And we try to go for that one spot. We know it's going to be hard and not probable. But they still have to play the likes of the Bengals, the Bills, the Eagles, and the Chargers. And we know the Chiefs are beatable. So Mm. who would you rather lose this weekend? That's a good question because now this weekend I want the Chiefs to lose. I want the Chiefs to lose as much as possible. I agree. That is a great Because I think we can also take over the Chiefs for the two-seed eventually if they keep losing. But would I rather – man, it is a good question. Like if this were later in the season and maybe there were like three games left, would I rather a, sh- a safer shot at just getting the two-seed and having home field 
for the wild card and the divisional? Or would I rather go for the home run, have the first seed lose, hope we win out, and then get the first seed and try to get home field advantage throughout? I try to go with what's great question more attainable later in the year. But right now. Yeah, so I want the Chiefs to lose. Right now I want Chiefs to lose any fucking game they can yeah. because I just trust Mahomes more than Tua to continue this run of winning. So any loss I can get for the Chiefs, give it to me, please. The Dolphins have still not defeated a team, as far as I know, above 500. Patriots, Broncos, Giants, Panthers, Patriots. Lost to the Bills and Eagles. Yeah. And if we go back to the Jags, every game that they've won in this five-game winning streak came against a team that was 500 or better. That's crazy. Tough last three games for the Dolphins. Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. Those are the last, last three on the three. schedule. Ooh, good. So give up. us give us Chiefs L now and give us Dolphins to lose out. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Philip. What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Phil. I'm calling from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I'm actually a uh, New York Giants fan. Um, mm. So after uh, they lost last week to Zach Wilson and the Jets, uh, I pretty much have given up on this season. Uh, so we're pretty much done for. So I got a question. I guess my question is, who would you guys recommend um, rooting <laughs> for? Um, I'm probably, obviously, you guys are going to say the Jags. Um, I'm actually good with that. I kind of would like to see the Jags do well this year. Um, but in re- in the past years, what have you guys done if you guys have ever given up on a season? Did you guys switch teams a little bit, like to see n- another team or a different team do well? Um, and if so, what team have no. you guys rooted for um, other than the Jags in the past? Um, so that's all I got for you. Thanks so much for taking my call. Um, also, release Jack's picks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So you're the one that's been looking for Jack's picks. <laughs> Release Jack's picks. That was that was our most composed voice mail ever, I think. Yeah, that was really that was really well spoken. Uh, Phil articulated. Uh, have we heard from Phil? I don't think so. However, to answer his question, absolutely not. I do not root for other teams. I mope and cry and drink. Yeah, if I, my I just, team is ass. I kind of just stop paying too much attention to the NFL. I find other hobbies to do on Sundays. I, I do more chores. I play more tennis probably. <laughs> um, but if you aren't like that, if you are open to rooting for an AFC team, of course we want to recommend the Jags. They're just such a likable team. Especially, did you see what they did to those terrible towels Sunday? Just that's absolutely so, that's stomped sick. on them. That's so sick. Um, we have a lot of reasons to root for us. Uh, but what we have done, what I have done when the Jags kind of have been out of it this early is you look to the draft. (laughs) So I can't tell you how many seasons in a row we started looking at draft draft picks and where we stood in early October, mid October, and definitely by the end of October. Yeah. So you're looking at quarterbacks, obviously. I don't know this contract situation, Daniel Jones. You can't bring it back next year. Oh my God. There's no way. Uh yeah, you got you guys. Your Giants are kind of sitting in the same position we were last season, which was three and seven at one point. You guys are two and six. Um, I called the season and it was over. Well, you guys won't have the second half that we did. So yes, I would turn <coughs> to the draft board and I would turn to the Jags. 
since you are a listener of the pod, we have made many people Jags fans by association. And that's the only time that I will allow it to have another team is if you are a listener of the show. Otherwise, you only get two teams in college, one team in NFL. But speaking of college, you can. I would recommend you start watching some uh, Washington Husky games, oh. some USC games, and some UNC games. Drake May still uh, projected to go that high? Probably. Yeah. Quarterback. Next voicemail. Tristan, former mod. What's up, guys? This is Tristan <laughs> from Woodstock, Georgia. Woodstock. Um, I'm just calling to say that if the Dolphins beat the Chiefs in Germany this weekend, then I think it's time for people to stop calling us frauds and put some respect on us as Super Bowl hopefuls. And Tua is the clear MVP to me as it stands right now. Ooh. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Damn, that's 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 gonna be a great debate in a second. Uh, yes, of course. If you beat the Chiefs, you guys are no longer uh, being questioned. But you got to be questioned. The Chiefs have the Dolphins haven't beaten a quality team. Now we know that it's obviously possible. Look at the star power on offense, and now even more so on defense with Jalen Ramsey coming back. Is A Chan coming back? This yeah, he was on just like a. A short-term IR, so he's he can he's designated to return at some point. Mm, not this game, though. Oh, you meant this game. Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry. Um, at some point. I don't, yeah. I don't know about what game. They have this game, and then a bye, and then he'd come back. So, no, he's not back this game. But, yeah, I agree. I respect the Dolphins. You guys will have my utmost respect if you beat the Chiefs. I will actually shake your hand virtually if you beat the Chiefs because we just said that we want that for you. I wonder who's home. <clears throat> Whoever it is, Germany. Whoever it is, lost big time on hosting this game. That's like this is as bad as the Bills having to lose the Jags game. Just the NFL doing this is just such bullshit. It's Chiefs. They're the home squad. Arrowhead, you better be pissed at this. <laughs> the fact that they're taking away quality games to try to grow the NFL over in Europe. Send mid games there. You don't have to send our best. Have they earned our best? Germany surely hasn't. Right? Stop it. God. Guten Tag, Chiefs and Dolphins. It was like Swedish. And uh, respect to you Europeans that watch the NFL. That's great. But is Europe sending us Barcelona, Madrid? I don't even know if that's. I think they have played in the U.S. But for a normal game? Uh, Do they do it every year? Are they trying to shove it down our throats? No. We're, we're, We're doing this, and I'm sure it's helping. But is it moving? I guess it's moving the needle enough for them to keep doing it. But to send them our best when this is our sport, we earn this. We earn these games. Now, I will say I do love the extra primetime game. Let's call it a primetime game because it's in the morning. It's the only game on. I love that. And, yes, I love having a quality quality game to watch. But when it's me in, my, in those shoes, when we lose a quality game, I'm pissed. And Chiefs fans are should be rightfully pissed at losing this game. This could have major implications on the seeding in the AFC at the end of the year, just like the Bills-Jags game. And you're sending it to a neutral field. To a country that has never hosted an NFL game before. And probably doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Pretty sure this is the first game in Germany. <sighs> uh, but Tua MVP 
Oh, good. Yeah. If they're if they win this game, is he at the top? No, no. You don't go into you don't go into Philly and, and do what you did. Um you don't who else That's true. I to? forgot about that Philly game. The Bills game. They got yeah, ran no. by twenty eight. No, he did he's not MVP. Which brings us to like who is? Is it a quarterback? Like this has been the most wide open MVP. I, I don't know who it is right now. Is it Jared Goff? Jared Goff. No, no, no. <laughs> that pick six he threw disqualifies him. I mean, it took a little too long to answer this. Sorry, one. I was trying to register who you just said. Is it Tyreek Hill? I wish they actually. I wish they wouldn't give it to quarterbacks, bro. I told this already. It should be offensive player and defensive player. Why do we have both and MVP? I think right now you can make the case that it's. AJ Brown. I mean, right. Okay, so I'm talking right now. Yeah. So we have to take into account the Jags are on a five game winning streak. Yes. I think Trevor Lawrence, Tyreek Hill. I mean, right now, Christian Mc, the Niners are on a <clears throat> three-game losing streak. Yeah, they are. Even with Christian McCaffrey scoring 17 touchdowns. Maybe Taylor Swift? Mm, I think I think it's Tyreek. Yeah, I'd agree with you. A.J. Brown? No one's ever had as many 125-yard receiving games That's, that is true. Like, in a row. Eagles are 7-1. and one. That's crazy that right now I can't think of any quarterbacks that would take the award and it would be two receivers at the top of my list at the moment. Two receivers that are breaking NFL records at the same time. Yeah, Tyreek was the fastest player to 1,000. Different records too. Is that right? Yeah, he's got 1,014 yards, eight touchdowns on 61 receptions. Yeah, I'm going through the logos right now and I just don't. There's no one. Is this good? Remember last pod where, like, is the NFL, like, mid this year? <laughs> there's just not great quarterback play. Yeah, there's not. Weird. Not sure why. Has it, have the defenses gotten better? That's what I said it was. Are the teams just maybe not? Maybe the defensives are just prepared more for the offense now. There's not enough creativity in offense anymore, probably. Um, all right, another one from Ugly Ass Boy. Ugly. What's up, fellas? Calling back after the trade deadline just ended. All that uh, bulky master class managed to do was get a guard for Minnesota. Hearing that they couldn't get a deal done with the Patriots because they couldn't debate over a fourth or fifth round pick is, uh, well, it's just asinine, to be honest. Who the hell are you going to get with a fourth-round pick that can make more of an impact next year than the impact that a, another pass rusher can make this year when you're trying to make a push? Um, really disappointing, to say the least, but we ride. We ride. I ain't worried about Chase Young over there to the Niners either. That's Go ahead and give us that dub, and, mm. and after we win that, I don't want to hear anyone else's takes or opinions on the Jaguars. We know what we got. Love you guys. One thing we don't have right now is consistency in the offense. Still, eight weeks in, and we're getting – so we played the Steelers without Tyson Campbell, without Andre Sisco, without Zay Jones, without Walker Little. We're getting all these players back after the bye, plus we added this guard. We are just waiting for some sort of synchronization with the offense for us to really truly be dominant and that's why I'm so excited for the second half of the season because 
we are sitting at six and two with Trevor throwing picks in the red zone. He was doing that last season and they were losing the games. He's doing that this season and we're still pulling it out by double digits. <laughs> so as Trevor gets well, that, I don't know if he's doing he's he's not doing that. That was his first. Well, that, yeah, that was his first one. We're still we still struggle in the red zone. Um, but I truly believe that Zay Jones makes a difference in the red zone. Like he targets Zay Jones like he targeted Marvin Jones when he was the only receiver here. And he's that guy. He stays making plays. And once he's back, you guys will see. You guys can already see in the games that he did play. Like in the Bills game, he scored the first touchdown back of the end zone. Chiefs game, he uh, had another back of the end zone catch, but he didn't get the feet down. That was the issue in that game. But Zay Jones makes a difference. So whatever. We move, like you said, ugly. And pass rush, whatever. We made it this far without it. Let's keep riding. Let's see what the offensive line can do with the new uh, adjustments that they make, and let's go beat the 49ers, which the stadium would fill them. Um, so Bubba Brooks said he left a voicemail, but I can't find it. So, Bubba, I am so sorry. You said you left a voicemail. I can't find it. Um, so just apologize. Apologies. Um, next one comes from, wow, Stephen B., who we just oh, got. Wipe the floor with an early segment about our um, fantasy league. I wonder what he has to say. Let's see. See if he's defending his honor. Hey, Don and Drew, this is Stephen B. Calling in to vent a little bit. Uh, Cardinals are 1-7. and seven. Um, Worst team in the league, but that's all right. Kyler Murray's coming back. <laughs> um, fantasy team right now is 2-6, and six, riding a five-game losing streak. Um it's our just bad moves, bad trades, bad matchups, but that's right. Um, we'll we'll, we'll ride out the season, see where we end up. Last. Um, <laughs> that's basically it. Football is kind of meh right now, but the pod is do, pod is great right now because the Jags are great. That's always a good thing. Wow. Mm. Um, would would really hope for more, maybe more game day vlogs. Those were pretty lit back then. Um, but I'm running out of time. Uh, love you guys. Bye. Love you too. And now I'm, I feel bad for <laughs> roasting you so hard. He did admit that he's made bad trades Yeah, he did. But he still ma- so he's still making them. Which is odd. <laughs> he just keeps going. Uh, I did see a comment today on YouTube on one of our live streams that said, uh, keep doing this. I enjoyed it. However, I have to figure out a way to not get our stream muted while being at an NFL game. That's the hard part. Well, you said you showed the field, right? Well, I also had the Jumbotron behind me, which is hard to not get in the video because we sit in front of it. But, yeah, I was back and forth, field, <clears throat> selfie video with Jumbotron. But that was a lot of fun. Uh, game day vlogs. I I just haven't done this year. I like, I've, I've wanted to be present. And I've, I've turned my attention more to um, what do they call it? Pre-recorded content that I post after the game, like just short form videos instead of the long form ones. Just different. I'm trying different things this season, like that post game video after the win, stuff like that. Like the uh, march down Bourbon Street, walking inside the Saints Stadium, just random little 
shorts and reels like that. The game day vlogs, they're a thing of the past. I'm trying to move more towards live streaming. Next one is from Gooch, which reminds or makes me think of, uh, did you see the trend trending on Twitter recently? Ginger Gooch, honorable Ginger Gooch. No, I'm unfamiliar with this that you speak of. Ginger, let me do a, let me do a little Twitter search. Ginger Gooch. Ginger Gooch. So it was a new st- local news station just tweeted out a news story. I guess a judge in uh, Missouri had been appointed, and her name was Ginger Gooch. And the <laughs> headline says, Honorable Ginger Gooch has been appointed a Missouri Supreme Court judge. So people took that and just had a lot of... Uh, a day with it. Someone quote to me and said, You have been sentenced to death by Ginger Gooch. <laughs> the Honorable Ginger Gooch. <laughs> White people love to be named Ginger Gooch. <laughs> we are laughing. Yeah. Imagine you hearing you lost custody of your kids by choice of Ginger Gooch. I'm done. Yes. <clears throat> Don't agree. Two, two was enough. All right, next. <laughs> this is from Mark Gooch. No relation. What's up, Dun and Drew? Hello. This is Gooch from OKC. The Thunder are three and one. Oh, Lord. Thunder. Jet looks like rookie of the year. But I have a football question for you God. guys. And before I say this, I don't want this to be twisted into any type of like it's hate per- or negativity. Oh, That's not son of a bitch. how I'm coming at this. Okay. But what is y'all's opinion of the Jags trade deadline activity? Because from an objective outside perspective, not adding a pass rusher really seems like an unserious move for a team whose goal seems like it should be to win now. So what are y'all's thoughts on at going O-line over adding a pass rusher? Yeah, it is an unserious move, and it's been unserious moves since the offseason and pre-draft. We've had many opportunities to add a pass rusher, but we are not, and it really is the missing piece. It's been been the theme of our pod for like the last – Eight months. If it does indeed, if we do lose in the playoffs and everyone can point to how much time the quarterback had in the pocket, Trent Baalke will never live live that down. He will never hear the end of that from me. I don't know what I'll do. I won't survive that. Knowing that something is wrong and seeing every step of the way it not be addressed would just eat me and destroy me inside. And it should because these guys that have one job that aren't doing it because they're trying to protect ego or they're trying to protect whatever it is because they know the fan base is asking for it and they hear the media ask them these questions about it. And for them to not go out and do it, it just shows stubbornness and it shows uh, hubris. And I pray for Balky's sake that a loss in the playoffs does not come down to blown up pass protection because Fire Balky will reign on Twitter once again. We, we're saying 
I'm not. But people are saying bulky masterclass now because they're happy and they're six and two. But once the ooh, once the once that one wrong thing happens, and it will. Like we're not going to be perfect for the next what eight games that we have. Uh, are we not? Because I I don't remember what losing's like. Exactly. Look at that. That's my point. <laughs> Can I just do it real quick? Since preseason, w w w w l l w w w w w. Like, come on now. Exactly. I forget what it's like. Exactly. Until we lose to the Niners because Bosa and Chase Young double sack Trevor. Zer. Because Ezra Cleveland gets blown up. Fifth straight podcast coming off a W. That's over a month. I understand. But fans turn quickly. You saw how quickly they turned today when they didn't sign a pass rusher. I know you'd think that we're two and six. It's crazy. <laughs> People I mean, like, I agree. People are like, season's over. <laughs> it's done with. Uh, and then you have the people that we know on Twitter. They're like trying to like calm them down and be like, hey, we're six and two. Relax. Because even them, they're trying to convince themselves like, damn, thought we were going to make a pass rush move and we did it. But hey, we're six and two. Us let's, that let's are just see what happens. Us that are clamoring for the pass rusher. We're not settling for media. We're not settling for a playoff appearance. We want a fucking Super Bowl. We can see the forest through the trees. We know what it takes to get to a Super Bowl. We've seen teams do it every year, and we see the formula. It's that defense. It's that pass rush. Yes, it is. Yes, and it is. If this, that and stops and us. And it's not committing a penalty at the end of the game. It's a combination of both. Can't have the refs fuck you, and you need a pass rush. Got to beat them both. Speaking of refs fucking you, let's talk about Steelers-Jags. Because refs did have a hand in this game. And Steelers fans are still so, and so is Deontay Johnson, so upset about it. But in the end of the day, the better team clearly won, and they won by double digits. Yeah, we had some true or false that you presented to Jack and I last week. Let's go through them real quick, see what happened. You said TJ Watt will force a turnover. No. True or false. He, no, did, he did not. False. But it was close. Because anytime CJ Watt, T, CJ, TJ Watt gets to the quarterback, I was gasping. Mm. Anton I, Harrison did an okay job. Did TJ Watt did get that one sack? I think it was one. It w- it was a very timely. He he always does it. Mm-hmm. Comes in the perfect time. We're about we're lining. We're in field goal range for oh, some yeah. reason. We emptied out the backfield. Had like five receivers. No one to help Anton on TJ Watt. TJ Watt comes r- so quick. Mm. Just bends the edge. Sack out of field goal range. Crowd goes nuts. We have to punt. <laughs> Just that's such a TJ Watt play. Pretty sure that was so the, basically a turnover. Pretty yeah, pretty sure that was the play that I had the Jack cam on Snapchat. Hmm. So yeah, I, I mean, I told Jack after that, I was like, I know we're looking for a turnover. That's basically a turnover. We had three points there. That's he true. just kicked us out of field goal range. We had the punt. Punt went in the end zone. They're on the twenty yard line. So we, that was only basically a twenty yard net punt. Yeah, and if that didn't negate the. Uh, offsides call that the Steelers got in the field goal attempt than Trevor's red zone pick surely did. But yeah. that's, I digress. Um, true or false, ETN will continue his two-touchdown streak? No, he should have. It was a sloppy game, wet game. He had one great catch. I don't think I've ever seen ETN catch a long touchdown pass like that, like he's fucking Austin Eckler out there. Yeah, he ran a go route on this, on the, as an X receiver, and they were in cover two, got by him. Trevor threw a pretty ball. Dime. And he scored 56, longest, longest, uh, longest touchdown catch of his career, obviously. 
something about longest play. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, but ETN would have had a rush touchdown if on first and goal we weren't passing the ball and Trevor wasn't tossing it up like it's jackpot in the pool. That's exactly what he did. Yeah, that was that was bad. Uh, He's good for a, a couple of those a season, I guess. I guess so. That's that's going to be his thing. True or false? We were here. F- we will hear fire Canada chants. True. That was awesome. But we didn't hear him enough. It was only once I heard it. Yeah, it was only. But once. it was loud. I think it was first half when Steelers fans were in absolute shambles over just the offense stalling. Um, Another run, run, pass, punt. Yeah, the, serious. The penalties combined with that. It was lovely for me. Um, true or false? We will get into an altercation with Steelers fans. Kinda. Yeah. Almost. So, it was so, Andy. No, nah, not really. Mitch, <laughs> I don't know what they were looking at me because I was the only one looking at them. Yeah, you kept looking back. I was Mitch, Mitch apparently directed something at them during the game. So they were they ended up going back and forth. Every time I looked over, if the Steelers were doing something good, they were flicking us off and like dancing and being cocky. And you could tell they were, someone said they were coked or coked out or something. That's a possibility. They looked like degenerates, like heavy degenerates, and maybe our age and just total punks. And they obviously never looked over after the Jags did something good, um, only if the Steelers did something good. And they were, you could tell they were pissed. So after the Jaguars picked off Trubisky, and ran over and stole those fans' terrible towels and started waving them mm-hmm. on the field. And then Rayshon Jenkins slammed his into the field, <laughs> which is an amazing shit. scene, an amazing clip that we now have forever. Um, I look over, and he is his face is – so they're, like, separated from us. Um, it's hard to explain, but we're on a ramp, and then they're standing on, like, next to seats in the stadium – but there's like you can't really get to each other unless you go like in and then around. I look over him after that because I hear them just screaming at us. His face is so red, <laughs> and he is flicking us off and like spits coming out of his mouth, and he's pointing to the right of him, which is where if we were to each try to meet, that's where we would meet. He wanted to fight. At the, like the club section door? Yeah. yeah. He wanted to fight. He wanted us to meet him there. As if we were the ones that stole the towels <laughs> and slammed them on the field. I was speechless when we did that. I wasn't like saying, ah, fuck y'all. We got your towels. We slammed them. Like that's kind of sacrilegious. I feel like take Now I love it. Yeah. And I love that. we. I secretly love that we did it. But we were with Steelers fans that we're very friendly with. So I'm not going to like get super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that we stole the fans towels those fans that they're not allowed to touch the players, but the players can steal their towel, wave it around <laughs> the field, slam it on the field. Yeah. What if the, that those towels are so sacred to that city's that culture? I was mind blown when I saw that. I said, "We're really, we're really them. We're dogs. We are dogs. We are the villains. <laughs> we are J villains, boy." That was the one of the craziest things I've ever. I haven't even seen any other. The Ravens haven't ever done that. No. Maybe they just know, like, that's a respect thing. We're not going to take their towels. Like, I don't think that's happened in a long time. I've never seen that. The fact that we stole, and it obviously has to do with, it goes back to George Pickens, giving the Jags bulletin material, yeah, they, saying they're a hope defense. So all because of them. Hope defense gets a pick. 
They go, hey, you talking shit? Look at this. We are waving your towels in your stadium, slamming it on the field, and showing you the ultimate sign. of You didn't respect us. We're showing your stadium the ultimate sign of disrespect after picking off your backup quarterback because we knocked your starter out of the game. Yeah, and the Steelers fans that were on the ramp with us, uh, not our friends, but other Steelers fans, they were irate, like just absolutely yelling at the field, uh, yelling at us. It was such loud booze. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I've ever been at a game, away game obviously, where a team has been that upset during like any point of the game. That just set it off even more. Never seen fans that mad, and it was like all game. I was loving it. I didn't even really process what they were doing until I saw Rayshon Jenkins slam it down because I think I was tweeting about the interception that I didn't see what transpired afterwards until Rayshon slammed it, stomped on it, and then I was like, yo, who took the tap? Because I couldn't see from where I was. I couldn't see who uh, took it. So I was like, yo, a Jags player took a talent. I couldn't believe it myself. But that's when the dude started yelling. He's like, Jacksonville, you never won a fucking thing in your life. He's just screaming this at the field. They were and then so a, offended. Another fan was turning to us. I was like, hey, don't tell me. Tell the players. I'm just a fan. Just so saying it like cheek, tongue in cheek. Um, they didn't like any of that shit. But um, Andy was like, someone walked to the bathroom with me. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't want to go to the bathroom alone. We have we had never been in such hostile territory because usually we're losing, but this was another fucking level of being a Jags fan in an away stadium, and we are now officially villains, and we yeah. will continue to be. And I take that with pride, and I won't be. Oh, Cleveland! Cleveland's pretty hostile. I heard, especially in the dog pound, but I'm not worried about them. I was more worried about the Steelers, but that was. That was wild, insane. I would say I would say it was insane. Yeah, my was my mouth was wide open. <laughs> I was did not believe what I was seeing, um, and I think this could possibly be. I mean, Jags fans have always looked at the Steelers as a hated team, but did the Steelers ever look at us? Maybe maybe since we beat them a couple times in 07 and in the playoffs, a couple times in seventeen, including the playoffs. Only team to ever beat the Steelers in Heinz Field twice in one season, and we did it twice in two different seasons. Um, if the Steelers didn't respect us as a rival until now, maybe they do now. Um, it helps a rivalry if you guys are always playing each other, but it, unless the Steelers keep winning their division, looks like we will be, um, it's going to be hard for us to play each other very often, once every four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love for this to be a yearly rivalry because it – it looks like a juicy one if it was, <laughs> um, but uh, might not play each other enough for it to be a ri- real rivalry. Yeah, I was asked if I would come back. Like when we were walking out of the stadium, I was asked if I would come back again. Uh, and I was like, yeah, for a playoff game. I'd definitely go back there. Can you imagine the scene <laughs> there for a playoff game? Um, but thoughts on the game? Only thing that could have made this day better would have been some sunlight. Everything I think everything else was perfect for me. Even Even a little bit of rain. That we got, I was my hands were cold, but whatever. It was glasses were covered in raindrops. Yeah, I wasn't Sucks. I wasn't cleaning my glasses at all because they would just got covered with rain. But um, ten times better than the Philly game last year, so I was I was content. Um, the standing room we were in better than some nosebleed seats that I've been in in other stadiums. Um, I didn't. I know you didn't enjoy it, but I didn't mind the the standing 
because you had the railing to lean on. I mean, I was just extremely hungover, and my feet were killing me. That's yeah. the only reason I don't like it. The view was great. Yeah, my, my left foot was getting a little sore. But other than that, it was fine. Then you had the backdrop that we talked about earlier of the skyline, the trees and the hills. Then you turn back to the field, and it's the Steelers going three and out. Everything was great. Just an ugly, slow, wet game, though. It was not a fun game to watch. Uh, a lot of punting, a lot of turnovers, um, and a lot of downtime because of refs. Oh, my God. Such a bad ref game. They fucked up so much. It was This game was not fun to watch until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Just, not fun at all. Even even waiting for the t- last two minutes to go out, was it took forever. I was just waiting to get my LeBron picture, and it took forever to even get that. But – Bunch of missed throws, underthrown passes. Steelers just letting our defense cook. So everything that Jack's been saying about the Steelers, we got to witness live. It was true. Nothing got better. Got fired Canada chance. We injured Kenny. And then Trubisky. Not happy about that. Yeah. He's going to play Thursday. He said it himself. But um, Trubisky took over and was slinging the ball on one of the drives. And then he came back to earth and threw picks to us. Um we survived T.J. Watt, though, which was my biggest worry because I said that if the game was close, T.J. Watt could just have one play and just end the game for us. But we survived it um, by that last field goal that put us up by 10 because this game was way too close the whole time. It was like 3-0, 6-0, 9-3, 9-6. It was scary. It was scary the whole fucking game. Even, even when the Steelers' offense came out, even though I wasn't worried about that, I was worried when we got on the field because – we just weren't doing anything either. And then I thought the game would be over when Trevor threw that touchdown pass at ETN, and then Trubisky just goes down there and matches it, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Typical Jacks. Um, but we did learn Trevor. Trevor Travis ETN is a superstar, and our third pick in the draft is a fumbling machine. I pray that Doug Peterson's seen enough in Tank Bigsby, at least at this point in the season, that he'll give Dearness Johnson more snaps as the backup to ETN. But overall, it's a much-needed bye week. The Jags have been through hell. Um, the two London games, um, going to New Orleans, going to Pitt, it was a lot. And they came out undefeated, which is insane. So everyone's going to get their rest. They're going to come back healthy. Big home game against the Niners. Uh, a reeling Niners. Three straight losses. Brock Purdy looks human, looks like the 49ers system is failing. Maybe that's why they went and got Chase Young because they need what the Steelers have right now in a defense that has to go score points because the offense can't. (laughs) That's what I'm telling myself now and then until it's like 30, 27. But other than that, just looking forward to this offensive line rotation and what we can do second half of the season because everything's been great so far. Uh, let me explain uh, kind of the background of the intro for today's podcast. It is the instrumental for a song called Renegade, which Jack was hyping up. Jack and his brother Mitchell were hyping up for me prior to the game. They said, do you know what Renegade is? I said, no. What is it? We can't tell you. You'll have to see in the game. And I said, when will it be played? I don't know. It might not be played. (laughs) (laughs) 
I said, why? They said it has to be the right situation. So I'm guessing the different scenarios. Is it when you guys score a touchdown? Is it when you guys get a turnover, maybe a defensive score? They kept saying, no, no, no. You'll see. It never happened. It never got played. And it's because Renegade is played, and it's a pretty sick song, and I kind of like it. But it's it's a song that's played in Heinz Field when it's the fourth quarter. Maybe the Steelers just scored, and they need a big big defensive stop, or the uh, they're down, um, or they're down like a touchdown or a field goal, and they they need to go score. <clears throat> but it's only at the start of the fourth. Not the start, any any time in the fourth, any time uh, like when the game is like about to be decided, mm. they play that and the, the crowd starts waving their towels and they go crazy. So I took that instrumental and I used it as the background for the intro for this for this podcast. As you should, the last villain of the weekend. Uh, yeah, um, I, I kind of feel responsible, kind of for the hero, the hero defense, like our team figuring out about that. You know why? Why? Because I tagged them in the in the interview on Twitter. Damn. Yeah, I did that. You're him, boy. I did that. Fucking you, boy. Yeah, uh, let's that dude, boy. let's <laughs> let's hear uh, Jack's take on the either. I'm not sure what he's what he's talked about in this two minutes that he left. If it's the trip and the game, probably like I knew this was gonna happen, or just one. <laughs> let's uh, see what Jack said in the only way that Jack says it. All right, Jack here. Um, <laughs> still in Pittsburgh. Sorry. Steelers Jags game. We were there, obviously. Um, weather was bad during the game, but I liked it. It felt like gritty Pittsburgh weather. Uh, kind of described how the game went too. Ugly, uh, as all Steelers games tend to be nowadays. Um, not going to complain about the refs. Because I hate when people complain about the refs. But um, even if the refs were favorable to the Steelers, we wouldn't have won anyway. Uh, uh-huh. Jags won as is a. I guess it wasn't a blowout. I kept saying it was going to be a blowout. It was only a ten point win. But I mean, when you play Trubisky for an entire half, can't expect to win. So uh, also Minka went out, which he already declared out for this week, which I'm sad about. But Kenny's playing. I know Kenny got hurt uh, right before half, and his ribs looked bad, but he already declared today that he is playing on Thursday night because he's him. <laughs> um, the weekend, I think it was a good trip. I guess it's really up to you guys, as I was kind of your host here. Um, favorite part was probably... <laughs> probably Mitch in the casino probably should have stopped him from <laughs> wagering what he did, but uh, it was entertaining, so I let it go. Um, also, Eric in the shower, that was good. Uh, I also like the no park tour because I enjoy pirates history. I don't know if you guys probably don't, but I guess it was entertaining enough. Uh, the weather was perfect, actually, too, so I'm going to say it was a good trip, although you guys have been on a million of these weekend trips for games, so I don't know how it compares. Interested to see what you guys say. Um, I have nothing else to say. I guess I'll go. Goodbye. 
No love you. Love you. Oh, oh my God. Crazy. Wow, that's crazy. That is. Um, so he was referring to Mitchell. Uh, no, sorry, Mitch, our friend Mitch, not his brother Mitchell, who was on the trip with us, who kept putting $100 on red or black, depending on how he felt, and he'd lose it. <laughs> And have to put another hundred just to get it back. Yeah. And then he'd like that he just won, so he'd do it again. Right. Maybe he'd go up a hundred, then he'd do it again, lose a hundred. So it was a roller coaster him at the casino. Yeah, he did it on Saturday. Uh, the guy we were with, uh, he like had this strategy looking up at the screen and he was hitting it every time. He's like, I'm gonna wait a couple he has this like Kentucky accent. He's like, I'm gonna wait a couple turns. Who does? Corey that was with us from Houston. Oh, like, that guy. Could, yeah, him. Uh, he's a guy I went to like Bengals game with and he met us at Are you Houston. talking about Mitch? Uh, no, but he was playing with Mitch, and he was hitting every single time. And then when Mitch lost and then put the $100 bill, like, we're like, no, don't do it. Sucks the $100 bill in, puts it on red. <laughs> it's black. The dude behind me said it was going to be black. It was black. Oh, and no. Mitch fucking's like, let's go fuck home. But, yeah, it's tough. It's tough for Mitch. Uh, so Jack referenced PNC Park Tour. Yes, that was a lot of fun. We agreed. Uh, Jack, you'll probably hear us talk about that. Um, gritty weather, definitely. Um, where it ranks, okay, so I definitely haven't been on many trips as Eric, but when I was ranking it with New Orleans, it's right up there for me. I told Eric I have like severe post trip depression, mm. and he made a good point that maybe it's because I don't have the next one to look forward to like I did after New Orleans, and I, I think that's the case. I, I am a fan of being with a small group and it kind of you get to bond more and I like that aspect of this trip a lot and the city was a lot more aesthetically pleasing it was different it's hard they're just completely different trips so it's hard to compare New Orleans was a party trip and I had a lot of fun partying and but Pittsburgh was more I guess more wholesome <laughs> of a of an outing yeah. And I'm also a sucker for that. Like I said, it's a romantic comedy. Um, yeah, I will look back on this trip very fondly. Yeah. Um, I think I I might put it above New Orleans. I'm not sure. As far as someone asked me, as far as stadiums, it's top five for me. Uh, I, for these away trips, I'm usually not with friends. I usually, like, go solo and then meet <clears throat> Jags fans out there. So... This trip, New Orleans. I'm trying to think. Of, uh, oh, I went on. I went to Cincinnati for a BCB trip, but I didn't have many friends go to that either. So a lot of the times, I'm just out there wandering solo, and whatever happens in my experiences happens. So it's a nice change of pace to have, you know, a lot of friends actually go out to the ones that I go out to these last two trips. So they're definitely up there for me in terms of that, the camaraderie and having people I know out there with me. But um, as far as the stadiums, yeah, there's there's definitely better cities and stadiums that I've been to. But Pittsburgh, I, I told somebody, Pittsburgh's definitely top five. New Orleans, I wouldn't put in the top five as far as the stadium experiences. Um, just because I'm in love with Seattle. Seattle's just – Seattle's the only stadium that I've been to where they stood all game. They never sat down. Didn't matter if it was dead ball. Didn't matter if they turned it over. I don't think they did. But did they get louder than New Orleans? It's New Orleans is tough to be louder than just because that that dome just makes everything bounce off and smack you back in the face. So it's hard to remember. 
Seattle was very loud. I just can't remember in comparison to New Orleans because it was 2021 and my brain has been through a lot. But the top three definitely are Saints, um, Seattle, and Kansas City. But had a fun time in Pittsburgh, but my three-day max was met. I was ready to go. Um, all right, moving on. Rams, Cow- Cowboys blew out the Rams. Uh, we talked about Vikings, Packers, Falcons, Titans. Kind of had Will Levis in the intro. Four touchdowns is crazy. Three to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I'm hoping Titans haven't found their guy because we already have Stroud in the division who looks really good, and we don't need Levis to look good as well. I, w- I will be really hooked on that Thursday night game. I'm very interested in Titans Steelers. Oh, we should be. It's an important matchup. Why well, sound like Obama? Saints at Colts. That's a high scoring one. Colts lost. Good. Yeah. Cats at Dolphins. Dolphins beat the Patriots. Tua is undefeated against uh, Bill Belichick still. Jets at Giants. Holy shit. <laughs> when I saw there were 24 punts or more. What? 24 or more punts, total punts in that game. Wow. I, um, you see, because we play prize picks, we see like the over unders, the yeah. more or lesses on the punts are like three and a half sometimes. Right. Five, there was twenty four total max, twenty four total in this game. Yeah, I actually went to go look at the play by play after I saw Gary V. He does like his post game uh, videos every time the Jets play. It's usually like uh, green screen with the Jets scoreboard with him like reacting to it. And I saw thirteen ten, and he was like, "What the fuck just happened?" So I went to go look at what happened. And it was like Jets Giants overtime, thirteen to ten, and of course Brian Dayball, he kicked a field goal. Um, he's up ten seven, kicks a field goal. Uh, they miss. Jets get the ball back. Zach Wilson completes like two passes to Garrett Wilson. They kick a field goal to tie it and go to overtime, and then the Jets win in overtime. So people are once again questioning Brian Dayball's coaching decisions. Um, He's coach of the year. You can't do that. Correct. Uh, Saquon had like 34 carries. Oh, my God. And they passed <gasps> for negative nine yards. That, that's got to be a first. So I cannot imagine sitting and watching that game. Um, but crazy. The, the Jets are going through a, a crazy season right now. They're just trying <laughs> to survive until Rodgers miraculously comes back from his Achilles. And things are just falling in place for them, oddly. Uh, but Jets and Raiders, who are on Sunday night football next week. Kill me. No, wait. Monday night. No, in two weeks. Oh, two weeks. Yes, because we wanted Jags 49ers flexed. Jets and Raiders. Sunday night football in two weeks. We get a good one this week. Jets and Raiders. Again, one of two, the – actually, both of them. The only two offenses that have yet to score more than two touchdowns in a game this season. And they are on Sunday night football next weekend. So. What? What the What the hell – is fun. the flex for why does the NFL, why did the NFL introduce the flex where you can take teams out that aren't good if they're not going to use it? There are so many other games that you can put in that place in two weeks, but no, we just hit the deadline today to to flex that game. Passed. Goodell said no. Give me Jets Raiders. <laughs> Give me Deon. Uh, what's his name? Who? Deon, uh, Garoppolo. Uh, no, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Uh, they're not as impactful anymore if I keep going. No. But give me give me uh Adams getting overthrown again on primetime television. Horrible. I didn't even watch a lot of Lions Raiders, but I did see that overthrow. And Dia- 
DeAndre. Devontae, Sorry, I did that to you. Devontae Adams' frustration feels so bad for him. Like, I don't. He 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 knew the Raiders. Well, he went there for Carr. He should have. I don't feel bad for that. <laughs> he played with him in college. You should know better. You and followed you his know, heart. You should know better than picking the Raiders as a team you want to go to. Sorry, Raiders fans. This isn't fair to you. You deserve so much better, especially especially Blackie Blackerson. He deserves so much better than this team. I feel so bad for him. Josh McDaniels is a bum. Yeah. Um, I will have Jets winning that game. They will somehow win that game. It'll be it'll be just as ugly as Jets Giants, and Jets will pull it out. Um, Eagles Commanders. Commanders somehow always yeah. play the Eagles tough. Uh, but the Eagles are having the same exact season as last year. An unstoppable force. Um, see them in the Super Bowl, most likely. Was this the game that somehow went 400 yards, four touchdowns? Yep. On this Eagles defense? Yep. And um, they lose because Eagles are fucking crazy. Did you see the fake tush push? Yes, with Swift. What? The, where's that been? <laughs> they, people were saying. Uh, I think they did it because they fumbled on a tush push play earlier in the game. Yeah, they did so. fumble. So we had two things. We had a fake tush push, and then we had a fumble on a tush push. That's crazy. They have, they have. It's like Madden. You open it up. There's a tush push playbook. You just <laughs> go forward. You fake it. I wonder if that's in Madden now. <laughs> it should be. It's gotta be. I wonder if it's as an unstoppable. But someone was saying, why not pull it? Why, why not save it? They should save this to the Super Bowl. Um, yes, but, well, maybe. It's so effective that you have to sell out on it. Or, yeah, it's so effective that you have to sell out on it. So they could fake it once every other game, and it'd still be effective. It probably The fake would probably work every time. I would actually, if I was a defense, knowing that the how how automatic the tush push is, I would probably let them have it and more play for the fake. But now you now you got now it's just become so much more automatic because now you got teams playing for the fake. That's crazy. Yeah, That's not fair. Sam Howell did have the four touchdown game, uh four hundred yards, but he also had a pick and a fumble. Um and Jalen Hurts matched him with four touchdowns as well. Good God. And AJ Brown went stupid. So uh you want to beat the Eagles, you cannot have those mistakes, especially if they're playing the same way you are. Um, Got to win the turnover battle in the end. Texans-Panthers. Thank you, Panthers, getting your first win. Ugly as hell. 15-13. Browns-Seahawks. Seahawks got the dub here. I think Browns were up most of this game, but I think a late turnover sealed the victory. Seahawks made a big move for a oh, yeah. uh, defensive tackle from the uh, Giants. Carl. Uh, Leonard Williams. Oh, yeah. Was? Yeah. Yeah, that's but, a that's a big move, uh, and they they see themselves as potentially division winners there. If the Niners keep skidding, Niners have a tough schedule coming up. Yeah, Seahawks actually lead the division currently at five and two. Wow, that's crazy. And they have not played the Niners yet. So Seahawks, wow, Seahawks got a kind of a tough schedule. They got Ravens, uh, Niners twice, obviously, Cowboys, Eagles. How the fuck did they get this? Anyway, we watched this next game at. A, a sports bar yeah. after the Jag Steelers game, and it was perfect nightcap to have a couple beers after the Jags win. Oh, we, we didn't. We didn't even say how we got to this restaurant, obviously, because we didn't get this far. But uh, after the game, obviously, we're hungry. We're just walking with the crowd. Of course, most people, because who knows where they parked? I didn't even really see a parking lot. Everyone was just on yeah, foot. Yeah, uh, but. I, f- I figured everyone was just going to be walking into bars. So I'm like, damn, we may never find a place to eat. So we walked to the first place, packed. 
walk to the second place, put our name on the list. It's an hour wait. So we, we walk to the next place, walk across the bridge, go downtown. Um, we get there, pack. Or we were going to go to Permani Bros, but they had a line out the door down the road. So we said, eh, let's go to this corner sports bar. Go in there, packed, get a text while we're waiting to put our name on the list that the other bar table is ready. So we said, screw it, I'm going to stay here. Table was ready at the next place in like 20 minutes or so, maybe less. And they put us in this like private room. Um, and we With its a, own TV. With its own TV, like music blasting. It was uh, kind of cool until they started playing the slow slow music after we were all done eating and was ready to fall asleep. But, yes, we watched Chiefs Broncos at this bar in this little private room. Post-game, we got our Jags gear on. We're victors, just feeling on top of the world and just watching Mahomes lose to the Broncos for the first time in his career. Uh, the rarest of losses, man. Broncos snapped their 16-game losing streak to him. Was homes through two interceptions, no touchdowns. 16 games is insane. And this poor performance was being credited to the flu that he had. So, If he's on the field, he can play. Others are blaming Taylor not being in attendance. That has, I mean, you, the stats literally don't lie there. That is correct. I remember someone asking you if Taylor was there, and you said, no, she would not be going to Denver. Why the hell would she do that? She would not go to Denver for a 4 p.m. game. Nope. (laughs) So thank you, Taylor, for not going because it led to the Chiefs losing. Please do more of this. Don't go to Germany. Uh, Ravens Cardinals. Ravens beat the shit out of them. Did they? That was a one-score game. I think it was. I was just trying to get it. Okay. (laughs) Bengals beat the Niners, which we talked about already. Yes. Um, I think I think the Bengals are back. You do. I need to see them beat the Bills. Um, Bears Chargers. I was knocked for this. Not knocked, but I did not care to watch it. They all watched it because they placed bets on it. I doubt they hit. They I was were, sleeping while they were watching my room. They were losing all week. My room. Our room. <laughs> um, so, yeah, didn't care. Uh, Raiders Lions watched last night. And oh, we talked about the Lions earlier. They, Raiders tried to scare them, and they did. Oh, I will say I did get a refunded prize picks entry because in my Sunday entry, it was Kenny Pickett interception, Trevor Lawrence, less yards, and Travis Etienne, anytime touchdown score. Kenny Pickett got hurt, so they rebooted my whole thing, got my $100 back. I put it on this Monday Night Football game. I did second half. I did a two-pick. I did Jimmy Garoppolo less yards because he was playing awful. So that was a lock. I got that one. And then I couldn't choose the second one correctly. Had all the options at my fingertips. I should have did Jameer Gibbs rush yards, but I took Sam Laporta second half receiving yards, which was very low. It's like 20 and a half. And he already had 41. So I was like, sure, Jared Goff should throw to him like enough to get him 21 more yards. And he didn't. He had 13. And he dropped an eight-yard touchdown pass that would have put him one over the projection. And that's how I lost that eight, that $100. So, screw me. Mm, that sucks. But we got refilled today. So, I have another 150 to go. All first-time users can use prize picks and use code Dun and Drew and receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's NBA season, so get to place in your oh. entries. Is it? Yes. Well, the NBA did participate in the NFL trade deadline. 
They sent they uh who was it? Sixers. Sixers sent James Harden to the Clippers at like three a.m. last night. Yeah, Woj tweeted like very early in the night, and I'm sure it'll all work out just fine over there in LA. <laughs> what who who's on that team now? Bro, it's a super team, but like a super team for like 2014, like Paul George, uh-huh. Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> And James Harden, come on, that that is going absolutely nowhere, <laughs> and, and we everyone this, knows it. Not in this year, it's going nowhere. I saw someone compare James Harden trades to buying a boat. When your team trades for James Harden, it's like your happiest day of your fandom, and then until they trade him away, that's your second happiest day of your fandom. <laughs> Where the boat thing goes, something like that. Yeah, I'm just, nobody should be moved by a James Harden trade these days. Chris Broussard is. Uh, hey. Did you see that clip? Please say no. Please say no. No, no, no. Okay. I do not watch Chris Broussard. I got to play this for you. So he sounds like he's in our Discord. Like this is some shit our Discord would say. Listen to the language he uses. Okay, hold on, hold on. I got to make sure I don't spoil it. (laughs) He is going to go. Okay. La, 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 la. It's not going to work well. Nick, I what? James, I, is the I, man I, retarded? I mean, uh, is, I mean, shouldn't use that word, but sure. Developmentally yeah. disabled? Sure. To He's think about that he is going to go oh, yeah. to yeah. the Clippers where they have Kawhi Leonard as the number one option, Paul George as the number two, and still Russell Westbrook there, he, and think that he's going to he, okay. shoot 25 I, times I, a night? Listen, I didn't know what you were going to say tonight, today. I'm, <laughs> I'm shocked. This is not going to work. What, what's let, me, let me apologize for using that word. Oh. I, I have a, a my first cousin. I, we just put him to – he died a few months ago, a month or two ago. He was developmentally disabled, so it, I didn't, I, I think, I didn't mean to use of that course, word. Of course. I, don't, I, I apologize I think, to the audience. And oh, that's, yeah. that's very kind of you. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I had a first cousin first that we cousin put down. that we put down. He was developmentally disabled. <laughs> so sorry for saying retarded. <laughs> Oh my god. That was probably the worst save that is live tough. that I've ever heard. Someone said, was he going to say we just put him down? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> it is, mm. did not make that any better. <laughs> is he retarded? That's tough. Like you no know one you gotta have that filter. Like that's gotta you just don't say that on TV. He must have been so pressed about this trade that like his filter went out the out the door. Yeah, I guess so. Or he just felt so much pressure from saying retarded live that he had to yeah. double down what on What if it. he made up this cousin that doesn't exist? He, I feel like he did. That didn't sound genuine at all. First cousin. Like he was, sounded like he was trying to make that up as he was going. He was stumbling over his words. Crazy. But. <coughs> Sorry for coughing, guys. But yeah, so I'm over the James Harden experiments. I'm over James Harden. Oh, yeah. Like, just retire. You went to a team that has that only has one superstar that's got rings on that team, Kawhi Leonard. And he, doesn't, he never plays full seasons. Clippers should have won one by now if Kawhi could stay healthy. And Paul George. Kawhi and Paul George. If they could both stay healthy and see, actually see the court, they would have a ring. Kawhi is that good. But that's not going to happen. It's over for them. In other NBA news, the NBA Brazil accounts are extremely horny. 
you remember the video I saw I showed you during the Steelers game, the the Brazil Timberwolves account. Yeah, I saw it first, and I just I scrolled past it really fast because I had no idea what I was looking at. Didn't even know it was an NBA account. I just saw the wolf like deep throwing something. I didn't know it was an NBA account until like later, but it it made no sense. It's a wolf, like yeah, deep throating what looks like a furry or something. And it's a video and it's, you can hear it. And the wolf (laughs) is going back and forth with this body in its mouth, the giant wolf, very unsettling. And then you see the sun's Brazil account tweet out an image of, I think it's Devin Booker. See number one. Yeah. Kissing. Who's that? 77. Luca. That's no way that's Luca, is it? That's his number. Is it? That's probably just a drawing of him, a caricature of him. Yeah, they don't look like each other, but they're kissing on the lips. Um, Viva a o amor, whatever that means. Love life, maybe, and they're just the two stars kissing on the lips in the middle of the court. Did you see Timberwolves, uh, American Timberwolves account quotes? Yeah, (laughs) with Thanos looking at it, looking at his phone. That's amazing. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. And then Raptors Brazil tweets out a video or a gif of a raptor. Looks like an AI image fucking from behind a furry. <laughs> I did see that. Um, and then the Golden State Warriors have tweeted out a fish like sucking on an eel. Who knows? Brazil's What's going wild. on in Brazil? Bunch of horny fucks. <laughs> Sick fucks. And these are like actual pages of Yeah, their, I guess. They're verified. Are they legit? I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're just fan accounts from, from that country. Yeah, maybe maybe Brazilians have like banded together and paid for the verification check to make all of this art. <laughs> all right. uh, real quick, before we go into the headlines, the Rangers are beating the Diamondbacks 10-0. to zero top of the eighth so that game looks like it's over which means the rangers will take i think a four two wait three three, three two one. yeah three one sure about that yeah i'm looking at it right now okay wow three to one that's I'm, tough i'm a stat man over here right now it's 11 one now as we speak they hit another run or scored another run sorry mm. <laughs> But, yeah, Rangers had an injury to uh, Max Scherzer, I think. So they need the, they needed to get this one done today. Uh, yeah, other headlines. Um, I heard about the hockey player whose neck got sliced mid-game Jeez. in, uh, where was it? It was another country. But I, tr- like, I heard about it, and someone asked me if I've seen the video. I was like, no, I probably won't be clicking on that. Oh, my God. Even though I am. Kind of a fan of gore. Oh. I don't get enjoyment out of it. It's Al just, or Frank? Uh, Frank. Um, but it came across my feed last night. So I couldn't help but search more and look at the video. And You got to tell me what it was like. It's Cause I fucked. <laughs> was he just spewing blood after that? Yeah. Oh, so my God. He's skating. The defender's next to him. The defender, like, does a roundhouse kick up like unprovoked just kicks like he does a spin backwards kicks his uh skate up 
it hits him in the head or whatever, or whatever. It's like a blurry video, but it, you see him go down. Uh, he's laying there, and when he gets up, you see the pool of blood, and he's skating and holding his neck, and it's just pouring down, and it's like all over his jersey, and then the video ends. Oh, my God. So he died, like, on the ice. Holy shit. That's just, that's awful. He used to play in the NHL, I think they said. Yeah, he's he's like a twenty five. He was a penguin. Yeah, he's a twenty five year old guy. <clears throat> That's so scary. Why don't they wear something there? Because I like, think this has happened before. Has it? You're not supposed to. Who kicks in hockey? Like it looked intentional. Yeah. Well, did you say they're investigating him now? Yeah. As a criminal act, it should be that shit. Who who's kicking in hockey up by the neck? Like he could be sentenced to jail for that. That's yeah. crazy. But. Yeah, it was it was fucking sliced in the throat yeah. by a ice skating. Goes down, you you start to see the the red, and then he gets up, like holding his neck, and he, his teammates like holding his neck, like pressing it because all the blood's like dripping down on his jersey, and it's just all over the ice. Um, so NHL or hockey, they're built different than football. Did they finish the game? I don't know. Seems like a hockey thing to do. Well, I wonder. Because tis tis but a scratch. Because they would have to clean up all that blood all over the ice. So I wonder. That's crazy. That's sad. One of my headlines was uh, previewing the big games next week. I already said that I'm looking forward to Titan Steelers. I know it's probably not a big matchup for the rest of the country, but I being having just been in Heinz Field, they will be playing there Thursday and rooting against the Titans. I think that's going to be a very entertaining game to watch. For kind of hope it's close so I can hear Renegade in the stadium, mm. or maybe they'll show it on TV real quick. Possibly. Uh, Dolphins Chiefs, obviously nine thirty a.m. Probably the game of the week to start off. That's going to be so nice to what wake up. What a great game to start the week off with. So nice to wake up and watch. Chiefs two and a half favorites. And then I know there's another 1 p.m. window game that's going to be good because there's like a banger in every. With Seahawks-Ravens. Oh, yeah. It's probably Seahawks-Ravens. That's a banger. Please, and Seahawks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we could have such a good day Sunday. And then for the 4 p.m., the one to watch will be Cowboys-Eagles. Oh, my God. Come on now. Come on now. So good. And then the nightcap is Bills-Bangles. Like, we're, we are spoiled this coming Sunday. We're spoiled on our bye week. Why is everything going right for Jags fans? Until Monday when we have to watch Chargers-Jets. <laughs> Jets are 4-3? and three? Yes. That's what I've been saying. Everything's working in their favor right now. For some reason, now. I thought they are 3-3. and three. They beat the Eagles. You remember that? That's the Eagles' only no. loss. Oh, my God. Jalen Hurts threw the pick, and the Jets returned it damn near to the uh, end zone. Well, that'll still be a game with storylines. Um, here's my halloween theme segment. What's scarier? I just put some scenarios <laughs> together for you. What is scarier? Being up three points on the Chiefs with two minutes left or being down three points versus the Chiefs with two minutes left? Being up. Agree. Mahomes can do anything with two minutes. Shit, 30 seconds bit. <laughs> uh, next one. What's scarier, going for it on fourth down on your own side of the field 
or the opponent going for it on fourth and one from the goal line. Mm. I mean, if, if there were some scores involved here, is it like... Just pretend it's a close game. It's a close game. You said fourth and one on yes. your own? Uh, fourth no. Or just fourth down in general? Just fourth down in general on your own side of the field. That. That's scary. Yeah, because yeah. Penn State did that dumb shit, <laughs> and they didn't get it, and then Ohio State scored and went up two scores. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> uh, happy Halloween. Uh, last one. What's scarier, Mahomes and Kelsey or Jalen Hurts, A.G. Brown, Devontae Smith, and the Tush Push? Well, the one that's affected me the most. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Um, I have not been subjected to the Eagles offense quite yet. Um, college football playoff rankings dropped tonight. I'm sure you know yeah, which I, teams are in. I saw the, I saw the first one. I saw the uproar over Ohio State being ranked one. I had no uproar about it. Others did. I figured they'd be they'd be one because they've played Notre Dame, who was top ten at the time, and they beat Penn State, who was five or five or seven at the time. And then Georgia really hasn't played anybody but Kentucky. Michigan's got the easiest schedule in the FBS. Their schedule, their strength of schedule is one hundred eleven. So you're oh. lucky. You're lucky. Even third, Michigan. And then oh. Florida State's four. Oh, nice. Who's five? Who's right? Washington. Outside? And they're undefeated. So someone has – with this setup right now, someone undefeated can't be in right now because only four teams make it. But that's what's going to make 12 teams so interesting. But Especially 12 teams will be super interesting this year because we don't have one team that everyone's like, I mean, good luck being them. Georgia's is not that team I feel like yeah. this year, especially losing Brock Bowers. Well, we'll see more because they play three straight ranked teams the next three weeks. SEC teams all wow. ranked. So we'll see how how that real they help. are. Yeah. This is this has got to be the first time Georgia hasn't been ranked one in a long time. It's been a while. I think they like hold the the streak or something. So this is a very unbiased ranking by them because you'd think, you know, just out of respect, you gotta keep Georgia one. They haven't lost forever. Yeah. That just goes to show the tide is turning in college football. And then Oregon sits at six, right under Washington, who they lost to with Michael Penix's him drive of the season. But it's enough for us. We got two and a half hour pod. You're welcome, JC. Close enough to three. But thanks for tuning in. We're going to enjoy this bye week. It's going to be the best rest we've ever had. I'm still not rested from our Pittsburgh Pittsburgh trip. Shout out to Jack for showing us around your beautiful city. Um, See you next week. Good luck Thursday Night Football. Until next time, this has been Dunn and Drew, baby. See y'all. No Jack. Next time.